0: Entire production supervised by Big One. Oh. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Uncle and Sam. And we watched Pearl Harbor. The world's longest movie somehow taking over *Satin Tango*. Uh, this came well, out in so two you'll th- never
2: forget, Chris. Yeah,
0: well, it came out in 2001, uh, fresh off the heels of *Titanic* and uh, *Saving Private Ryan*.
2: And it's still going.
0: Yeah, um, or as I like to call it, "Shaving Ryan's Privates." Huh. Got him. Huh.
3: What better year for a movie to celebrate American excellence? Yeah. <laughs> 2001, baby. Yeah. I like to believe this is why they did it. Yeah. I understand.
2: I don't condone it,
3: but I have yeah. similar urges.
2: Just <laughs> a fucking... It, wait, did this come out before or after 9-11? Because I, I love the idea of, like, Osama getting, like, a fucking Screen Actors Guild screener of, uh, of Pearl Harbor. And just be like, you know what? Enough is enough. You know I, I actually don't know that. Had I'm going to look that up right now. He also paused...
3: before 25th. Yeah, yeah, right. He also paused the movie after the Pearl Harbor attack, saw there was an hour left, and just threw his hands up like... No, this has gone too far. <laughs> I, I will
0: say, this is probably, like, if this had come out, like, after, like, like what if this came out, like, a week after 9-11? This would have done fucking gangbusters, you know? This would have been fucking electric. This would have, because you remember, like, during the Great Depression, people, like, needed movies to, like, cheer them up? This would have been the one. But it is putting me in great depression. But before we get into- fucking kidding me? Yeah.
2: I, Jesus. I would have joined Al Qaeda. Yeah. No, See,
0: that's the thing. It's like, we, we remember we talked about like the original Top Gun. We were just like, yeah, after watching that movie, I kind of want to enlist. This movie makes me want to join the enemy. You know? Yeah. I'm ready to get one Japanese of those. These yeah. guys are having all the fun. I'm ready to yeah. get one
3: of those hats. You know the one.
0: <laughs> but before we buy those hats. Parker, do we have any news?
3: You know, we've lost a lot of people this year. A lot of people very important to our childhoods. Improper. they couldn't take Bam Margera away from us. Right, yeah, Kelly still strong. struck. Uh, yeah. All that matters. Mm-hmm. It was getting real dicey at the end there. We were about to lose truly a legend of the silver screen. But we get to leave 2022 unscathed. I'm sure nothing else is going to happen bet- between the time this episode gets edited and uploaded and all that. Everything okay. is going to be fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, part of it is, like, you look at the Jackass crew, and it's astonishing, like, how they've aged. Like, you look at Steve-O, that guy's still kicking. Like, how could that possibly be? And same thing, you look at, like, Bam, and it's, like, the only guy in the crew who's a bigger pussy than Dave England. He somehow hasn't been killed yet. So, uh... But if you yeah, rank so him... I mean... <laughs> clear number well, one. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, yeah. Shout out to Bam.
2: We got we got some other news, Chris. What's the news from the uh, from the Bluebird app? Oh. Our boys are back.
0: Uh, what, what are our boys? I forgot already. The Krassensteins.
3: Yeah. Oh right,
2: yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that.
3: How could you forget? That takes me back to a. I was gonna <laughs> say better time. I'm gonna walk
2: that back. When you listen to the Krassencast, it takes me yeah. back to a time right, yeah, that I you made me that. do that.
0: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh. Have they have oh, they posted at we'll all won the game of games this week? Have they have they posted or anything? Have they talked about? Oh, all I guess Elon's of a new the new big thing, right? Oh,
2: and they they always do it like fucking one two style. Like they're a duo stand up comedy act. where, like one posts the first post in a thread, and the other one posts the second, and it's completely indecipherable. I mean, <laughs> I think they posted.
0: Up. I think they posted like an early uh, fucking Vine or something like them hearing that like Mueller was going to investigate or something like that and their setup was literally them at the dinner table with like the laptops like back to back with each other like that's how they operate they they that is totally coordinated uh, is is there new big bad Elon? Is he the new uh, thing? Oh, they fucking hate Elon, dude. It, it's got to be. Their to be responding new... to Elon. Yeah, which, that's got to be, be the new. You thing. know, fair. Like right, we're yeah.
2: on, occasionally we're on the same team. But that, well, I mean, also, it's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. That's how you fucking. That's how you build your audience. It would be weird if they chose anyone else.
2: I I, I gotta say I do respect that in, within every tweet they're like we do have to remind you all that Elon banned us or unbanned <laughs> us rather. However. <laughs> Now, being the terminal, do you think that was conditional?
0: Brothers, such a do you think thing. that was like it, Elon sold them? It was just like, okay, uh, you guys can say whatever you want, you can even like, fuck me, you know, whatever. But you well, gotta these say. guys
2: are totally harmless, <laughs> I will unban them.
0: <laughs> Tell you've been working on your Elon impression, too. I,
2: that was all natural, buddy. Uh-huh. Oh
3: my god, Peter Griffin, yeah. <laughs> that was your best one yet, dude. <laughs> You sounded like I was up in Quahog. All
0: right, well, uh, let's get into our jerks of the week. I'll let you guys go first because I got to go get a prop.
2: Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I I don't want to hear that. (laughs) My jerk of the week is whatever the
3: fuck he's about to do. Uh, My jerk of the week is, of course, our boys in England not bringing the cup home with them.
2: How could they? is absolutely disgusting performance. Uh my jerk of the week is whichever guy that works for MI6 that has to come up with the new slur for Harry Kane.
3: <laughs> <laughs> heard that angle before. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. <laughs> Just sitting in a chalkboard in a castle somewhere.
2: Just, just <laughs> like digging through like ancient tomes from like 400s Finland to like find what they used to call bridge trolls. Like... <laughs>
3: uh, Parker Gable. Septuple one? rune? I don't. What do I do with this? <laughs> Please cut that.
0: <laughs> uh, that's a cool one. You already want. You're good. Oh, okay. Uh,. I don't have a jerk of the week, I have a hero of the week. And uh, it's my new best friend, the little honey bear. Uh, I have had so much fucking honey this entire week. I have been subsisting on water, cough drops, and uh, the only food that doesn't expire. So, thank you for this. The Actually, the hero I'm,
2: of the week is also the bees. <laughs>
0: the An interesting story about honey and the fact that it doesn't expire. You know, one of the ways that people found out about this is some explorers were looking up a, a tomb... And within the tomb, they found uh, honey from, like, I don't know, like uh, I don't know, a million years ago. And uh, it still tasted really good. And they found <laughs> it was that.
2: Danger Aaron, one of the explorers. Well, it was, hold up,
0: and it was in a pyramid. So next time one of us lands on the pyramid space, if you find honey in that pyramid, if you take the right amount of turns, you just find a little thing of honey, you can drink it, and it will help with your sore throat. Honey for me, not
2: for me. <laughs> the idea of Knoxville making Danger Aaron eat 3,000-year-old honey in a pyramid is hysterical to While Stevo's gagging behind them. Behind them. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna tell him that Stevo ate it first. Yo, Stevo, go make yourself throw up in the bag. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Aaron, I have to tell you, that's not honey. (laughs) 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 Why, what is it? Come on. (laughs) Actually, when my voice was gone, I was like, I was doing the best impression of Siva I've ever done, which for the longest time, I just couldn't do it. But, uh, yeah, when, when my voice was gone, I was like, oh, that's maybe that's why he just talks like that all the time. He's never Chris, recovered. Chris, if you need
2: some help with your impressions, just DM me. Uh, you are the last person I'd ever ask for help with any voice. <laughs>
0: all right, uh, let's talk about the You don't need to be able
3: to do watch. impressions
0: to get you Whippets. You just yes. go to the
3: grocery store, buddy. Yeah, that's, that's
2: true. Yeah. Oh, man, next week's episode. Whippets. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Next right, let's, wait, let's, 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 let's okay. Movies I watched I got an
2: episode of just us doing whippets On the internet It's really fun You guys
3: remember Future Sport <laughs> just, just hear the sound of the fucking whipper That's a good bit It's a good New Year's show
2: tea, Next time Chris can't record <laughs> <laughs> That could be our our first and only Patreon episode. (laughs) Take a heroic
3: edible and just talk about, hey, do you remember when we watched Kangaroo Jack? And then just talk (laughs) about it for an hour. (laughs) People would love it.
2: That is the only context we could ever do that in. (laughs) Hey, Chris, what'd you watch?
1: Call that.
0: All right. Uh, The first one that I watched is Attack the Block.
2: Oh, hell yeah. It was
0: entertaining. The movie
2: fucking rips.
0: The next one I watched was Detention.
2: (laughs) No, that's correct. We've already talked about it. Move on.
0: The next one I watched was a little movie from 2011 called Detention. Uh, This is kind of a weird one to talk about. Uh, This is one that I think Girl Alex really liked. And you think about it, you think about this movie, you think about her, you're like, yeah, she would have liked it a lot. I... I find myself say that this is a love it or hate it movie and I didn't love it or hate it. I should say what it's about, but it's a little hard to say what it's about because this is a maximalist type of movie. Alright? This is throwing as much shit as we can in there, you know, to try to you know, get a laugh or communicate something or satirize something or whatever. Ordinarily I like that sort of thing. Everything everywhere all at once is a maximalist type of movie. But detention most of the jokes weren't really quite hitting for me. Uh, it kind of felt like uh, clueless but a little bit less focused, if you can believe that. Uh, the basic idea... What's the basic idea? Um, there's a girl, she goes to school, there's a, a serial killer running around. There's some musical numbers in there. Um, but it's satire. Right off the bat, this sounds like the worst fucking movie you ever heard of in your life. But it's, it's so there's always something interesting happening. There's always some, like, I don't know how this connects to what I just saw three seconds ago, but it, you're still not really having a bad time, or at least I'm not. I think this would be a little bit much for a lot of people, but I, I liked it. I think uh, I think the real reason that it basically worked for me was that there's a certain amount of, like, with, with all the stuff that's going on in this movie people really dressed it up you know like people who are working on the special effects like the music's working hard everyone is trying to put as much as they can into the movie and that is a lot to ask for like a 90 minute runtime and more or less it, it works i i wouldn't recommend it to either one of you uh parker i think you said you already saw this
3: watch that during covid one of like oh, 40 movies oh, yeah.
0: i watched on tubi oh oh yeah that is, it's on tubi if you don't want to pay for anything which why wolf. would you
3: let me tell you something. The reveal of uh, high school principal Dane Cook from
0: twenty
3: eleven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you're speaking you know legs. you uh, know what's
0: interesting is like he he really wasn't that bad in there. You know, he didn't say anything that was, that was like offensive, you know, it's just Oh, so he whatever. didn't walk
2: around the whole time like a T Rex? <laughs> it's
3: just not anything. a face you're expecting to see yeah. in anything really. Like even when they were pushing him, he did what, like, three or four movies see that's the thing is I was on. watching
0: it and I was like wait 20 wasn't he cancelled by now didn't he like rape somebody and I I don't know fucking...
2: I mean he might have but we didn't really do cancellations back then yeah I
0: was like maybe something happened I, I don't know um I, I guess maybe I, I might as well say it now I, I did finally finish the list so
3: you know. this is a big shit. big week yeah, this is
2: this is something to be celebrated. This is a um, monumental occasion.
3: And we're celebrating yeah, right. it with the worst fucking piece of shit movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I mean, the list was like a, a, a years-long project. I've gained nothing from this. Uh, but it is kind of nice correct. to, like... It is kind of <laughs> nice to, like, set out, like, a goal for yourself and then finish it, you know? Can't it's, relate. And then, um... Part of it was like, towards the end, I was in crunch mode. Like, I was watching several movies per day, and it is a bit of a relief. There is a bit of catharsis saying, like, I I don't have to do this anymore. Uh, Unfortunately, I watched one of, what I'd say probably in the, the top five worst movies on the list. Maybe top three. Worst movies on the list was one of them, and that's The Human Centipede 2. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, there's Absolutely. not much to say. I my, my whole review is just read Parker's review on terribleblog.net. Uh, turn off ads. Um,
2: Wait, you wrote about this? Why? Yeah, Parker
0: Parker wrote about this. I think he wrote about the first one, and I know he wrote about the third too. This was oh, yeah. years and years I thought, and years. I thought
2: it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, this you might as well finish it out at that point. Right? No, I mean, he they're they're good reviews.
0: You know, I, I recommend them for a reason. They're fun to read. Uh, so I knew what I was getting when I went into oh, this. For the so, record,
3: uh, just to stop. Him. None of them were recommends, I promise you. Oh, no, uh, yeah, I remember. I just want to get yeah. that out ahead of him. No, yeah, of
0: course not. No. Uh, but, like, well, now I've seen it. Um, even though I already knew what it was about, it was fucking whatever. I will say this like, as bad as that was, and it was really, really bad, an interesting thing happened. I realized that the 2010s part of the list, with some notable exceptions, again, Human Centipede 2 sucks, the 2010s was probably my favorite part of the list. By like a significant margin, I think the only other decade that comes close to is the eighties, and even then there's some real clunkers in the eighties, and like a lot. Eighties
3: just has sheer volume that you cannot escape it.
0: Yeah. So obviously the worst of the worst of the list is the seventies. That (laughs) that was tough to get
3: through. Vindication,
0: baby. Yeah. <laughs> but like the the 2010s had some really interesting stuff, but I unfortunately before I get to the really interesting stuff, I got to say one bad one here. One really bad one. The thing. The 2011 prequel.
2: That is correct. Yeah.
0: Oh. Boy Howdy. I I I love The Thing from 1982. That is like my fifth favorite movie. And I remember when the prequel was announced, I was like, "Oh, well, I guess that could work." Because like, you don't remake really the thing. What you do is you make like a, a prequel to it. That'd be probably a good idea. What they did is they did, well, the thing that makes the thing so great, the original one, is that it, it's so original and so creative, and Rappaptein's great special effects, and it's about something. And all that's gone with the with the prequel. Like, like instead of those great practical effects, they've got. Em- Embarrassing, I mean really embarrassing CGI. It was reminded of uh, Let Me In versus Let the Right One In with that awful CGI. The original had real characters, you know? Every single one of them, like, if you line them up against the wall, you, you could, like, tell me a little bit about every single one of those characters. In the prequel, every single person is exactly the same. If Mary Elizabeth Winston is the only woman in there and could have been a guy. No one would have known the difference. It, 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 seriously, there's no fucking difference. The original, like, never actually shows the thing, like, assimilated, like, dragging someone in and, like, becoming that sort of person. It just leaves it to your imagination and makes it, like, a little bit scarier. Kind of like Halloween, like, it doesn't show a whole lot of, uh, Michael Myers' backstory. In this one, they show the whole, like, assimilation and everything, and it's fucking embarrassing. It looks stupid. It takes all the fun out of the movie. Just like Rob Zombie's terrible remake of Halloween shows, like, all the stupid backstory for Michael Myers and kills off all the mystique. The worst part about it is, like, the original was about, like, the fear that comes from distrust and suspicion, even if it's well-founded. The prequel is about nothing. There There is no soul to this movie, and there's no imagination. And uh, I I really did not like it. So, I'm assuming after the... you know
3: the story about all the shitty CGI
0: effects, right? No, what was the story about the shitty CGI effects?
3: Oh, I know, they made all those practical effects, and the CGI was added afterwards. I heard Which was that the, a surprise to almost everyone involved making it at the premiere.
0: I, yeah, I heard that the director did not work again after this. And he said he was so disillusioned by working with Hollywood that he just didn't want to make movies at all anymore. And after seeing this, I think I know how he feels. Because, like, I, I think he had an idea for what the prequel would look like. I think he put a lot of work into this. And that's the only reason I didn't, like, outright despise the Thing prequel I I could see every single person really trying, truly to give it their all, and I think that this is a case where the studio just botched the whole thing. So it's like like... uh, fucking Danny DeVito trying to trim his toenails in Always Sunny. It was like, oh, that's a botched job. Oh, botched that one.
3: Like the CGI was a late, late, late post-production thing. Like they built all of those practical effects and just got pasted over with the ugliest shit you've ever seen. That ruins the whole experience. Man, but it's also, like what? like I don't know how much better it'd be without it like it's still a pointless movie that serves no purpose so like I don't know I guess yeah. it would
0: look cooler but I'm it gonna... doesn't look cooler though it looks so much worse and it's just like people would be like, oh I know that that like that's a rubber mask or something I know that those are like fake wires are moving the the blood vessels and everything on the floor and stuff but you watch this and you know like some guy was programming this on his computer and you know it's not there. And th- there's no tangibility people. to it. So much. Yeah. I hate
3: yeah. those people. Oh, yeah. well, you're right. It's not real. You showed me. Yeah.
0: Parker, I'm going to extend an olive branch to you. Uh, I had previously I'd previously seen the first two Paranormal Activity movies. And they were some of the most boring fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, Correct. why does he like these? Uh, then I realized, debatable to say that you like them. Correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then I watched Paranormal Activity 3, which people consider to be the best in the series. And I thought, well, this is going to be boring. I actually do think that there's some merit to this. I, I think that this one is better than well, at least the other two that I've seen. Uh, interesting things happen in here. It feels like there's a connection to like what's going on. Some decent special effects. There were a couple moments where I didn't know how they did some things. And uh, that I like that. So it didn't scare me necessarily, and that's the only thing that it had to do. But it was better than the others. So I was like, okay, stuff is picking up,
3: oh, and man, we got a badass over here. <laughs> cool. That movie is a lot of fun with a group because I watched that with was a it? group of people when it was relatively new. And let me tell you, when they put that camera on that oscillating fan, the nervous—that yeah, was a good. Yeah, that yeah it was room. a good idea. Yeah, that was like the a really nervous, nervous good muttering idea. of like, "Go fuck yourself." Come on, fuck yeah. you.
0: But like here's a here's a good one that I was like a good example of like, hey, we're getting better in the twenty tens. Maniac. Remember how much oh, I hated hell, Maniac? Yeah, like the eighties the version. List. Yeah, 80s. I really hated the original version of Maniac and people were like, Oh, it's a classic. My rejoinder, go fuck yourself. But the Elijah Wood version of Maniac, while not something I necessarily enjoyed, it feels like it's better in every single one. this is like a good example of a horror remake. You know, it takes what the original did, and it sort of like amplifies a lot of it, and it's got way better acting. I'll tell you that much. Elijah Wood, who's barely on screen through the whole thing, is you still feel his presence there, you know? And the story is much better told, and it feels like this is really about something. Whereas the original Maniac from the '80s is just like, let's see how much money we can get out of people's pockets. Uh, I I don't know. I. I didn't like love it or anything but it's pretty interesting here's here's one where look i don't think this movie is good but just to show how good the 2010s were to ever compared to everything else this is the best rob zombie movie i've seen (laughs) this is called the lords of salem uh now, i had heard about this one that people were saying, uh, yeah, it's better than other Rob Zombie movies. I'm like, that could be like any movie ever made. They're like, no, 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 because it's like a lot different from his other movies. I'm like, okay, maybe this one will be like, all right. And then Gabby's boyfriend told me, dude, there is a lot of Sherry Moon Zombie in this. And I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> I, I don't like her very much. I think I mentioned that. It's, it's a voice thing. I,
2: it's come up from time to time.
0: It's It is. It's really tough. Um. Anyway, I turned it on, and it was a Boston movie, so uh, already five out of five. (laughs) Then Sherry Moon starts talking, and it goes down to two point five out of five. But her voice isn't as annoying as it usually is. I think she was getting older. (laughs) I think that you know she was getting to you know her age was getting up there, and she can't do that like really high pitched voice anymore. And uh, I was like, oh, so she doesn't sound like that all the time. I was like, oh, that's nice. And the story's incomprehensible and it's worthless, but uh, I, I've seen far, far worse. Um, it
3: is oddly reserved for yeah. Robert Zombert. Yeah. Take that as you will.
0: Yeah, I, I'd like to talk but, about this next one. I, is, I never thought I would use this word to describe an Evil Dead movie, but Evil Dead 2013 is oddly kind of sweet. I uh, so, I'd I put off watching this for a while, even though I was like a big Evil Dead fan. I think the, the first three movies are maybe my favorite film trilogy. I don't know. But, like, they, they're like, oh, we're going to remake it. I was like, oh, come on, don't do that. Then I heard, like, Sam Raimi was involved, and uh, Rob Tapper was involved, and Bruce Campbell even gave it his blessing after, after he realized that they weren't going to try to recreate his character. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the originals. So and people are like, oh no, this one goes hard, you know, it's gonna capture the spirit of the original. So I'm like, yeah, but I don't like the gore about the original. I like the fact that they were so low budget, and you can like and you can see where all the wires are, you can see it, and it feels like people are making a movie. And that makes it so much more like impressive. And yet, watching this it it's weird, I feel like I shouldn't like it. Because as I'm watching it, They're hitting the same beats from the first two... There's like a couple stuff from Evil Dead 2. It's mostly Evil Dead 1 that they're trying to do. They're hitting the same beats. And some of them are almost line-by-line recreations. There's some of the things like, oh, they're doing this same exact shot that they did. They're doing, you know, step A, step B, step C. This is how you make an Evil Dead movie. I'm like, I should be angry. I should be saying, hey, no, you should take this as an opportunity to innovate, which they do later. But like the whole time I was like, Yes, you need to hit that beat, otherwise it's not an Evil Dead movie. And it felt like this was really respecting the fans in a way where people aren't gonna like point at the screen and be like, Oh, I know that. That's like you know, some sort of thing. Instead well, they're gonna do that anywhere the Evil Dead fans, but instead it's more like a, hey, <laughs> yeah, we true. you know this sort of thing, like you caught that and it and it's making you think about the Evil Dead in like a kind of a subtle way. And I liked it. It really felt like uh it felt like an Evil Dead movie, and uh, I think according to Sam Raimi, the this movie is actually canonical. This is actually that takes place years after the uh, Army of Darkness. That's backed up by a post-credit scene in which you actually see uh, Bruce Campbell as Ash. He says groovy, and uh, people squirt. Um, I loved it. Obviously, the finale <laughs> is the one that everyone talks about, where it's literally raining blood as she uses a chainsaw. Uh, as far as the sweetness aspect. You, you couldn't have told me that that was gonna happen. I would have believed you. I mean, the the stuff with like the brother and the sister, that that was like a really good emotional scene. They really felt like the guy cared about her. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't get that kind of heart with like 950 other movies on this fucking list. And I mean, that builds it up in a way that uh, I, I don't know. I was really happy. I'm I, so happy.
2: I'm like glad it. you enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, like it's it's the fourth best Evil Dead movie, but that's not an insult. Oh, no, no, like, of course not. I I, I would I, say I, it's
0: a I, worthy addition to the uh, the series.
2: Because i i can't I, love I can't movie. think of another series with four good movies and that has no bad ones. So. Correct.
3: <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, I just know how near and dear that series is to you, so I was always like, he might really hate this. I just assumed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, no, I, I actually really like that one. I thought it was good. good. Speaking of another uh, movie that I thought was very very sweet and Parker, we talked a lot about this one. It's called The Final Girls. Uh, the way I describe it, it's it's kind of like detention. We're describing it. It kind of sounds like you're. Gonna, oh no, that sounds awful. The Final Girls. Is the reason is, that I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, The Final Girls is um, it's a horror comedy and it's satirical. And I remember hearing the title. And they're like, oh, they're going to take like all the final girls from all the fucking. Slasher movies—they're and they're all going to team up to beat those slashers oh, cool. together. The
2: expendables, but stupider.
0: Yeah. Well, it turns out that's not what it is, really. The basic idea here is there is a Scream Queen, and uh, she she doesn't act anymore. She's aging. She doesn't do that shit anymore. She just wants a job, you know. And she has a daughter, and uh, the mother is killed in a car crash. The daughter survives, and she's pretty traumatized over her mother's death, which is understandable. And then uh, one of her dickhead friends, who's like... I, I will just describe him as that guy from those commercials. He's in this movie. Uh, he it's plays the, guy the... from
3: Silicon Valley, right? The really fucking annoying nerdy dude.
0: I guess so, yeah. From he that, does commercials. Godzilla stuff. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, anyway... Uh, he's like, oh, please, please, come to this uh, horror movie uh, festival where they're going to show the movie that your mother starred in, the one where she gets, like, brutally stabbed. And the girl's like, I kind of don't want to do that. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'll do your homework for you. Which I gotta tell you this, I didn't think that worked Excuse since you. like the eighties, you know. So well, anyway, take that deal right now. Well, so good one news of is in the middle of finals week. Well, so. she she immediately takes that deal because she's failing, <laughs> and uh, she goes there and and it's it, it doesn't the movie when well, they're watching the movie where her mom gets stabbed. It doesn't even get to that part, it gets to her mom's sex scene, and she's kind of like, oh, I don't actually want to see this either, (laughs) you know? Anyway, a series of events happens that transports her into that movie's world. So the final girls are her mother and also herself, because they're related, as mothers and daughters usually are. And she's also transported there with her friends, and they have to meet up with the same camp counselors from that movie, and they interact. And surprisingly enough, it works. It actually works really well. Not all of the jokes land. They got that guy from Workaholics who's basically doing the the fucking Jason Alexander from the Burning Role. And he's mostly born. Yeah, he's
3: born to be a shitty jock in the eighties slash. Yeah, this is his role, you know. He was
0: he was born to do this and nothing else. But what really makes it work is the heart. There is so much genuine Heart on display here, there are so many emotional scenes between the mother and the daughter, and it really makes you feel something in a, in a good way. And it's not just that, it's not just like the emotional core of the movie, there's also really great lighting choices here. I, there, I love the way that a lot of these scenes are lit because it feels like a real movie. And ordinarily, you like you see a movie like this. I bet if you look at the poster, you would be like, Oh, that looks like it was made for seven dollars. The other thing is the music. I would download this soundtrack tonight if I could find it. It is that good. So I actually give The Final Girls a very hearty recommendation. I think this was a great movie. Speaking of. I watch watched this this month. So yeah. Well, that that I, means it, a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. If you're into it. It um,
3: is. I saw that blind, like, at Alamo when it came out, and I was not expecting to, like,. Nearly cry at this fucking slasher parody. Yeah,
0: I will admit, maybe there's a bit of like, there's a bit of bias here because, like, I also lost my mom so I can identify with this, but like, I think I'm anyone could, like, yeah, I that too. Uh, I wear a fedora. I, I guess I could uh, mention this one quickly The Invitation. Uh, this is a very, very slow burn, but I was still interested the whole time, and it's not always easy to do that with one of these movies. The basic idea is. Two people, uh, one of whom a sad boy, the other one a black woman, get invited to a dinner party, and uh, it's really awkward and weird. And their friends seem to be in a cult, and uh, for, that's the way the movie is for about an hour and twenty minutes. And it's just—I think Parker, you mentioned that you're a big fan of like really tense uh, dinner scenes. When I say fan, I mean they like love hate, you know, with those. They just
3: keep happening.
0: Yeah, a lot of yelling in this. Which there are so many moments where I would have stood up and walked out, but like, hey, I there's Taco Bell. I'll just eat there. You know, <laughs> I whatever you guys are serving is not going to be as good as a chalupa. But you know, it's definitely worth it for the end. I'll tell you that much. Uh, is it a slow burn? Yeah, but like you don't really mind, because, like, you want to know, you feel like you're, you, maybe you could solve the mystery, you know? And it it does, like, the silver thing where it actually characterizes the people. This is one of my problems with, like, Paranormal Activity, and a few other movies where, like, the first 45 minutes of Paranormal Activities, 1 through 7, is all, like, here's this normal family, so it'll be, like, really upsetting when ghosts attack them. But, like, I don't give a fuck about those people, because they're not interesting. Normal isn't enough. So the invitation is much better by that regard. Speaking of interesting, I finally sat down and watched Green Room. Now Green Hell Room, yes. Now Green Room was one I was avoiding for a long time because I heard reports that it was distinctly unpleasant to watch, and that it was super gory and like made you cringe and stuff like that. And Who the like fuck oh, the said button. that a lot of people were telling me that a lot of people were like, was, like oh man this is like so hard to watch it's and
3: tense and stuff. but, Like.
0: Yeah, see, that's the uh, thing. Right this is not a gory movie in any way. What it is is intense, and there's always su- which means it's more of a thriller than a horror. But what makes Correct, it so much long f- on the list? Yeah, what makes it so- Along with everything else on there? I was actually i made a I made a list actually of uh, my a list was it? of lists. Sort of. It was like uh, my favorite ones from uh, the list, and as I was going through, it was like. Well, none of these actually belong on here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Correct. Because I was going through, I was like, oh, one of the ones I liked, I Beetlejuice, Paranorman, <laughs> Army of Darkness. <laughs> Where were those was, uh, was, uh, Silence of the Lambs, you know, The Terminator, Cabinet, Little Shop of Horrors, <laughs> it was one of the ones on there. Uh, some of them do belong on there. Like, obviously, you know, Don't Breathe, and show like that. Oh. get up. But like, most of the ones on there, I was like, yeah, but Beetlejuice is almost certainly one of my favorite ones on there. Beetlejuice shouldn't be on that list, but whatever. You know, more good movies than bad. Green Room. Very well acted, and I see in uh, Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, actually, wait, they lost the World Cup. Patrick Stewart. I, Correct. Yeah, I I cared about all the characters. I really, I every single second of that movie, I wanted to see what the, ne- what the next second was going to be. And for people say, oh, it's really brutal, that scene where like, they drag the dead body with like the knife in the skull and everything, get over it. It's like three seconds. And maybe I'm desensitized to violence because I've watched so many movies from the list. But, like, whatever. It's, that wasn't even that bad. Like, maybe the arm injury. That was, Yeah, I guess that was a lot. But, like, it, it was so interesting for me to, like, watch it and be like, man, this is a great story. This is... And more than being a great story, it was so well told. So, Alex, I guess my only question for you is... Is this your favorite A twenty four movie?
2: Uh probably yeah. I I'm struggling to think of a competitor. Yeah. Um, did A twenty four also do Blue Ruin? I Parker. I I don't know. That. I don't think they were putting anything. Or or there. was it this guy did Blue Ruin and then got picked up by A twenty four? I would assume. It's I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I'm as
3: fast as my little Yeti hands will let me. I
0: don't remember A twenty. What was A 24s first movie? Wasn't A 24s first movie Good Time?
3: No, it was... They didn't start popping off until yeah. right around this area. Like, they had a couple, but this was... I don't remember. This, no, I don't this know. area you're um, in right now is when they started yeah. popping up. Like I, that, The Witch... Alright, like yeah. look,
2: I just... I want to put this out there because it made me really upset. I typed in list of A24 movies and Google auto-corrected it to list of A24 films. So I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm... I'm... Do they put the did you mean? <laughs> I...
0: Oh my God! i so mad, dude. That is a tweet right there. i you have to set that off, my dude. Fucking shit, you have to oh. fucking put that out there on Twitter. Well, dude. Let me put it this way: one of the
3: first ever H24 releases
2: <laughs> is is the actual answer. Yes, Spring Breakers. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's, God, uh, I, I'm shocked that Chris doesn't like that movie. I really am. I, I we don't should know. Make it, I just didn't work We should make him watch the one with McConaughey. Oh, huh. yeah. What's that oh. called? Oh, the uh, fucking uh, bum. the yeah beach bum. beach bum yeah. yeah. We yeah. should watch
0: beach bum. I almost watched it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, next beach one. Beach bum is so good. Next one. I fucking oh yeah. There there are some duds in here, but like, you know, whatever. The like I got nothing. In quality in this era yeah, yeah. is insane. Like I got nothing no, no, to no, by say. By the way, idiot. Like I got nothing to <laughs> say about Crimson Peak. But like, who does? It, it's fine. Yeah,
2: getting rid of it. So paid. the answer is actually Lady Bird I forgot that was A24 Oh yeah, that's a good one too Fuck. Fucking love that movie Yeah, that's a really that's good like movie. a top three all-timer for me yeah. that, that movie just hits for me um, Yeah. Anyway, sorry
0: Anyway, uh, a movie I loved Oh, I love this one Bone Tomahawk I, I was very <laughs> excited I've been wanting to see this one for a while This is because I didn't Like I, I said earlier I didn't want to see Evil Dead 2013 Because like, oh, what if it doesn't live up to expectations Green Room, same thing Bone Tomahawk. I was like, oh, that was that was got my name all over it. It's got Kurt Russell in it. Already I'm in. But more importantly, it's by the same guy, Craig Zoller, who, uh... He did the, uh, fucking, uh... What's the one I like? draped Cross Concrete. Uh, now, warning here, he also did Brawl in Cell Block 99, so... Can't all be winners. But, um... He could use an editor. I'll say yeah. that much. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I don't know a tremendous amount about him. I read, uh... A, a really long-form piece on him fucking years ago uh, but that was the only thing I've ever read about him I don't know I don't any interviews with him nothing uh, the, I get the distinct impression that this guy is like a Stephen King writer in the sense that he cannot stop typing this dude is constantly writing he's got like dozens of fucking scripts out there and this is just what he loves. He just loves writing. And you know, he likes directing, too. So, um, obviously, Bone Tomahawk is good. I, I especially love the writing. The, the writing in this movie really stuck with me. There are lines that I'm going to be thinking about for a very long time. I, I love the acting. Interesting thing, Patrick Wilson, a.k.a. The Conjuring guy, he's constantly turning up in movies that I don't like, like The Conjuring, and also Hard Candy. But I really liked him in this, and I realized he's not the problem in the Conjuring movies. He's, he's he's fine. And he was really good in this, and everyone was really good in this. And it was, even the brutality whatever, yeah, man, this is pulp. This is what I'm looking for. This is a story that is told for a reason. However, here is the real draw of Bone Tomahawk. If you want to waste a lot of time, but still have a good laugh, go on to uh, www.letterbox.com Uh no. And I want you guys to find uh, where one of these uh, top reviews on here. Oh yeah, the the most popular review on here, which has 927 likes. That's a lot. It is a big number. You want to know it's a bigger number? 1.5 thousand comments. This is oh. astonishing to me. I'm like, "Oh my god." And it's a one-star review, so he didn't like How the do movie. you
2: get ratioed on
0: Letterbox? You ask and I answer. Now, I can't read be- I I can't read his uh his review because it's it's too long. It's this fucking like book length. But I will give you the gist of it, okay? The basic gist of it is uh I'll read the first couple sentences here. I retired from Letterbox over to- over bone tomahawk. I had given Bone Tomahawk 4.5 stars, same rating I did, because it seemed like a knowing and meditative work on the intersection of the Italian cannibal cycle and the Western, which it totally is. I didn't understand at the time that Bone Tomahawk was a first Trump horror. Later, when I read an interview with Zoller in an article about the production company he works with, it is clear they are explicitly authoring exploitation, which is something I find interesting, but ultimately cannot countenance. I no longer stand by my review, but I don't want to delete it. (laughs) <laughs> it's just <laughs>
2: <Power>. <laughs> fucking cuck
0: dude yeah dude and the whole thing is about like it allows you to experience the joy of fascist aesthetics without having to own that and I cannot enjoy fascist art without reckoning with myself I, it, Even every so often some brilliant troll points out to Letterboxd that I have in fact given Triumph of the Will five stars and that is absolutely true I think it is a great film first of all that kills your entire argument second of all
2: sucks,
0: you gave triumph of the will five stars you out of your mind that movie's boring as shit
2: how have you both watched triumph
0: of the will i don't remember why I it, uh, it was on like 12 different lists i was like oh no one. i didn't i'm mean, also saying it i don't know what you're
3: talking about no, i saw I, enough I, on youtube to be like oh no well, part of it stupid. i was
0: <laughs> i was kind of i was kind of cari- also it was directed by a woman and i'm down with the cause but anyway... No, that's, that's a good point. Damn, yeah, he did exactly. that reversal real quick. See? Anyway.
2: I, di- I did forget about that. Yeah. Lenny is just such a dude name. It is, yeah. <laughs>
0: and George over there is also a girl. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, I was kind of interested because I, I was watching it, and I didn't really get any Trump vibes from Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> You'd have to be kind of an idiot. This guy's from Texas? Uh-oh. <laughs> so I looked up uh, Craig Zoller. Right, to see if he's actually a Trump supporter. I don't know, I was kinda curious. Turns out he's not. He's he's uh he doesn't really have any political leanings one way or another. Kinda like Joker. Oh, they should like, get him for Joker three. I already made the joke. <laughs> anyway I, first of all I would fucking watch that because Craig Zoller Same. is a great writer.
2: That'd be the first Joker movie I'd watch.
0: Listen, uh I wonder who won this week. So I actually so I went <laughs> to the So I went to the comments, right? I went to like uh the because com- like 1.5 thousand comments. That is a lot. I'm not going to read all of them. Uh, let me see uh, some of the comments on here.
3: Oh. I saw a couple that I can't repeat.
0: Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> the last two.
3: <laughs> a lot of slurs right
0: after Yeah, see, this is the thing. It's like, I, I couldn't fucking, like, what it was like, uh, Battlefield 1 anyone? Oh, I'll jump on Battlefield 1 with you. <laughs> People are just talking about video games they're going to play. People use this as a communication tool. Then I realize, if you comment on this... Did you get notified every single time someone else comments on it, too. So it's like yeah, a little trap. Yeah, I learned trap.
3: that the hard way before.
0: Which <laughs> which is the next movie on the list, commenting on the Bone Tomahawk top review on Letterboxd and then getting a whole bunch of notifications. This is a really scary one, guys. I was uh, felt like I was trapped in there with them.
2: <laughs> you commented on this? <laughs> no, I was not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, so, I, you know, it was in play. It was,
0: that's, that's a screenplay. I haven't you know submitted it yet. <laughs> okay so.
2: uh, one quick thing on bone tomahawk please sir. uh a challenge to all of the myriad directors that are listening to our show right now uh cast um cast Matthew Fox and David Caruso in the same movie and see who gets the most people to quit and I will pay you millions of dollars <laughs> <For more. sure. laughs>
3: I remember that being the weirdest thing watching this. I was like, oh fuck that guy. Whatever he's happened so to him?
2: good in that movie. Oh yeah! And then it's like, oh, he's just completely toxic, and everyone hates him. All right, cool. That makes sense. Well, oh. God. God, sorry. That, that just... would be you would have the greatest movie ever that went through like seven different crew cycles. Like I, <laughs> I'd be so happy to see that.
3: You know, I like this movie, but I just can't stand his fascist overtones. Like, man, you must love all of westerns. <laughs>
0: fucking idiot! <laughs> well, he quit Letterboxd over this, so maybe he's a real winner. He doesn't have to deal those notifications. That is a good point. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you one bad one before I get to the last one, which is good. The Conjuring Two. This movie sucks ass, dude. I... The Conjuring Two hours. Yeah two em. two hours sixteen minutes. Yeah, this fucking should thing. be illegal. Yeah. Guess what? The whole thing takes place in Britain. Now this is based off a well known hoax ghost thing that like two little girls were dreaming up and like they were caught on camera moving furniture and now people think it's real because they watch this movie and american audiences are really stupid (laughs) i i i I don't know maybe i'm old-fashioned in this way but like the propping up of these two conjuring fucking hucksters these grifters I don't like it. I don't like people who do this shit. I, it, it, it bothers it. me in some way. That they've introduced the Warrens as like these superheroes who just like fight the evil forces
3: of darkness. Just, yeah, that was like, the, the thing that got me. The scam artists.
0: At the, at the fucking end of the movie, they go back to their secret home base you see like the little Annabelle doll and the, the last thing that says, warning, do not open under any circumstances. And it's revealed to be a Christmas movie. Thank you. Like, yeah, I won't. Tis the season.
3: I wish I'd looked this up. I think that specific case that Infield ghost
0: or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: I think they were only there for like a couple days. Like they weren't even the
0: ones in charge of this big paranormal investigation. It is one of the most obvious fake ghosts. First of all, all ghost things are hoaxes. They're all fake. Ghosts aren't real. Don't be stupid. Except for like the dancing skeleton tour thing. That was. I mean, explain that. <laughs> Libs. <laughs> Get it out of here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Christ, leave here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, they
2: compel you to leave. <laughs> I, I, and it was
0: just—it was just bothering me because, like, they go back to like their secret home base. And I was just like, oh my god, that's going to be like the new like Avengers home base. So it's kind of smart by like whoever made. Marco, do you remember the production company? I don't care anymore. The basic uh, idea is like they're James looking at, at at like the the horror uh, community. The community's too strong. Mark, you call them the horror sweaties. And it's like a smart move. It's like these people are all the same. They don't really have standards. So if they have something that is safe and familiar, like the home base for The Conjuring folks, then we can make an Annabelle, and no, an no, Annabelle no, creation, no, and a nun. Sir, sir, you sir. Know?
3: This is for the normie crowd. These movies make ungodly
0: amounts of money. No, I know. Movies. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, the Conjuring franchise has some... made over a
3: billion fucking dollars. <laughs> I, that is <laughs> These the movies clean up with normals. Mm. And, like, it's understandable, because, like, they're usually, like, at the very least, like, well shot. They usually have people that can... Deliver lines. You're not gonna have a surprise fucking rape scene in them, which is a nice plus to have with a horror movie. Okay, and it's just, like Jump scares. Like I never thought like, about it that, that way. Yeah, they know, that, that is they kind of a... perfect for when we have like groups over and no one can pick something. It's usually like oh, we're throwing on like one of these or an Insidious because oh, like oh. no one's gonna get uncomfortable of like, hey, what's he about to do there? And
0: you just have to be like,
3: yeah, enjoy your beer. I will it's be, be playing,
0: I would rather play Mario Party. Like, that's what the other TV's for. Yeah, see like I, I cannot get into these fucking movies. And I understand the importance of horror movies in American society. Like you gotta have something to take your girlfriend to to like show how brave you are and put your arm around her, you know? I, or that. It,
2: but on ironically, yes. Yeah. See? <laughs> see? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's fucking fish in a barrel, dude. Look, I, I look, would never I let, know let how the nun get hard. to you. Yeah. And don't mess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, that's the thing. is like I know that my second longest relationship was the three day weekend, but even I know that much. It's like, hey, look how big and strong my arm is, and it's also behind your neck. Don't worry. The nun whose name is like what venereal or whatever, it's not gonna get you. Fucking stupid. Okay, I, I don't
3: know. Just reach in the popcorn bucket. No, people should see
1: people. <laughs> should,
3: <laughs> no teeth, no teeth. Okay.
0: So anyway, <laughs> people should be watching art instead. Hey Pe- Satan. People should be watching <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh fuck it yeah, Now this How is have also. You
2: not seen this?
0: I well, all right. I guess I might as well give it away You're now on
2: now. a movie podcast. How have you not seen this movie? <laughs> okay, calm down.
0: Okay. I had already seen near. this one. I decided to I would rewatch okay. it. All right, all right. Now, one of the reasons I rewatched it is because I was having such a good time with the 2010s uh, movies. Uh, I watched this back when Parker wrote his great review of this on terribleblog.net. Reading it, I was just like, "Oh my god, I gotta see this!" So I did. And uh, what I like about this is, a, it does feel very much of like a good 2010s mid 2010s movie here. But, like, everyone's acting as a point. I'm, I love seeing uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in this one again. Obviously, John Goodman killing it. But also, he's photographed well. They're, like, I don't remember. Like the director, I believe, of this one also did Prey. So.
2: Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. A Let's not confuse that, by the way, with Prey for the double. Haven't <laughs> uh, No, I haven't, I haven't yeah, got to Prey. I'm,
0: I'm, no, I'm going to get to Prey. I'm, I'm going to get to Prey. Anyway.
2: He was, you know. Preoccupied. Yeah.
0: Anyway. He's probably still in yeah, the yeah, late
2: 80s. When you're working on your, your 2022 best movies list, like absolutely yeah. do not start until you watch Prey. No, I
0: know. That's that's going on there. RRR, obviously. Um, the Whale.
2: I've been looking for screenings for you, by the way. I uh, me too,
0: dude. That, I'm, it's kind of fucking me in the ass right now. Uh, the only way I can find one is if I fly to California, which I'm not going to do. Um, Christmas shopping's really killing my budget. Anyway, uh, with my last few words here. cloverfield lane what i especially like about it is and i was thinking about this as i was watching it because when i first saw it i had not seen the original cloverfield yet but i knew more or less what it was about i think joel at the time was posting a lot about how much he loved cloverfield i have a pacific rim anyway uh it seems like a
2: yellow cyclone thing i i I
0: specifically remember and also a me thing yeah, and they were actually my posts that I was reading. Them. <laughs> anyway,
2: uh, <laughs> the one thousand and first first horror movie entry, Chris Reed's Yeah, right.
0: So <laughs> the interesting thing about uh Ten Cloverfield Lane is I think I liked it more when I hadn't seen Cloverfield. I think this movie might have been even better if there had never been a Cloverfield at all, if you had just seen this movie, you didn't know anything about Cloverfield. That is debatable. That is
3: debatable because, now, like, are you what's you, get to that you still end? want the ending with the monsters? I am are we saying still yeah. on the same page. Oh, yeah, yeah. Arthur, you're
2: thinking okay. what I'm thinking, right? <laughs>
1: what?
2: Yeah. All right, all right. We'll get to it. All right, well, that's fine. It's fine. I the
3: wheel that. has many surprises. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know the other
0: uh, Cloverfield movies. Oh, Jesus, uh, you
2: got to complete the trilogy, right?
0: It's not on the list, so no, I don't.
2: You're right. It means it's <laughs> yeah. eligible. Yep. I don't fucking care. Uh, You will. (laughs) Obviously, at this point, the way you pick. (laughs) Well, well,
0: whatever. All right. uh, Alex, what did you watch?
2: (laughs) All right. So, I am in the middle of an extremely rigorous two weeks of finals. So, I did not watch any movies. However, I did watch something that I need to tell all of you, and most specifically Parker, about. Yes. Parker, are you familiar with the term chess boxing? Oh my god. I don't think we ever broadcast this on the ocean. Is that a yes or a no? Yes. (laughs) So, are you aware that this fucking YouTube guy had a bunch of streamers chess box in a tournament last night? Fuck, I almost clicked
3: on that fucking Penguin Zero of it. I didn't realize that's what it was about. I would have watched that earlier. God damn it. Drop
2: everything you're doing. Oh my god. Go watch chess box. I couldn't... (laughs) Chris, are you familiar with chess boxing? Yes. Okay. I Well, for anybody that's listening that might not be, what it is is they box for a round, and then they play chess on a clock, and then when the (laughs) clock runs out, they box for another round, and then they play chess again. So if you want to watch a bunch of dipshit streamers desperate for attention do this to one another, just get on YouTube. You can find it. It's very simple. It is... What a, they, they, you know, having a fucking real ring and a professional ref for this dumb shit warms my heart. It's so fucking stupid, but in the best way possible. Thank you, Zoomers who love content. We really do owe you one, because this shouldn't exist, and it shouldn't exist with people that I've heard of. Well, I may have never watched, it's like, I, I know who, like, five or six of these people are, like... That's that's really, like, the, these people probably shouldn't be chess boxing, and yet I get to see this, so thank you. God damn it. I scrolled right
3: past it. I thought it was another Slap Fight video, and I was like, I'll watch this later. God damn oh, it. God, no, God no, damn no. it. No,
2: no, no, uh, no, no, no. watching that
3: before I fall asleep. <laughs> Correct.
2: I didn't get to watch all of it because I was at work and just had to, like, kind of watch the, the reruns of it today. But, uh, man, you will have a good time. God, I'm so excited. Thank you. Um, Parker, you can go ahead and do your thing now because. Alright,
3: buddy. Let's pop a squad and talk about how fucking good Andor is. Thank you. Alright. It cool. is. Alright,
2: next 20 minutes of the show. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> I,
3: Your boy is buying in. He is back in. Give me more. I'm ready for us to have a big Rogue One episode and go. Actually, it was good, but we were wrong
0: the whole time.
2: I. It'll be two of us because am... he's not going to watch this. I'm so fucking locked in this maybe, show.
0: Maybe in 20 years I'll watch
3: I watched, like, the second half of the season and on my day off this weekend. Like, are you up to date? Like, I am you're done? done. We are okay, done. Cool. Alright. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Like, the fact that there's, like, a plot point is this small rebellion gets together and they plan this massive Imperial heist where they sneak onto a base, like... Find an undercover Imperial Gar, get in there, rob the blind, and escape. And that's only half of the season. I could cry. I'm so fucking happy, too.
2: <laughs> there when so when we're laughs. in, like... When we're in space prison in episode 8, I'm like, Alright, what the fuck is this? But also, okay, you've convinced me. Like, I'll go with this. We'll see he what's get, going on here. He gets his big score and
3: escapes, and then the next episode just gets arrested for petty crimes. and gets sentenced to five years... In space prison. And it's like, well oh, of course we're gonna I know he's in the movie. How's he gonna get out? Is he gonna get pardoned? Incorrect. Space
2: prison break. <laughs> Greatest show. You know it's coming. Like best show. You might not know how it's coming or why it's coming, but like because the show, like for lack of a better way to describe it, and this is going to make Chris not want to watch it even more because, like, it's just not a, a, a word that you use to describe things that are watchable, but, like, with how anti-fascist the show is, like, you know how it's going to be resolved. Like, you know that there's no possible way they're going to get out in any way other than a prison break, and you're just kind of biding your time waiting for that moment. But also, like... Just watching it the works, gears
3: turn it works. with everyone yeah. there as they realize, like wait a second what's what's happening wait, wait, here the so we're not getting
2: yeah yeah it's... i wanted
3: that old man to end his terms so i was devastated there was no doubt in my mind that old man was not gonna make it out correct but i wanted it with all of my heart and soul when
2: chris, they go ahead. go ahead no you Just i was saying
3: chris uh, you'll enjoy it because uh hey check this out it's a star wars thing that's about things. <laughs>
0: I thought you were just going to leave concept? it like I thought you're just going to leave it, at it like yeah. uh, I thought you're just going to be like, "Hey, look Chris, it's a Star Wars thing. You'll love that." <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's what, such kicked a your simple
2: ass. concept that's We start sick. the sci-fi list. <laughs> they do not hey, have one of those. Wh-
3: Cuz like, yet, yeah, you can imagine how many different ways like, "Oh, oh this is a show about the start of the Empire and the Rebellion and you just immediately do the jack-off motion and go watch something." Yeah, else. like of course. No, like, I I when, like when like a real screenwriter writes it and shows like how, no, it's spread when you know, the giant fascist government just squeezes control as hard as it can, that's when little groups start popping up, like, Hey fuck this, man. Like that's that's all you need. It's it's not you're not waiting like, oh, I wonder which character from a fucking cartoon I didn't watch is gonna show up and break him out of prison. It's so it's so nice. So nice. Just being like, I, oh, they're going to have to figure this out. It's not going to be, oh, this blue guy. Oh, you didn't watch season seven of Clone Wars? To which I have to respond, no. And look at me. That's how when you know they, it's
2: bad. When they do the raid at the midpoint of the season, and then it's like, teased like, yeah, and we're going to do this other raid. Like, we have this other raid plan that's even bigger. And then within, like, an episode and a half, you're like, oh, yeah, that raid's fucked, and all those people are going to die off screen. Like, it's... You can't do that if you don't know what you're fucking doing, Right. Because, like, any normal fucking Disney Star Wars property is like, oh, you know, here's our midpoint big action set piece, and here's us setting up for our finale set piece, and aren't you guys excited for this? Don't you want to see the X-Wings and the Y-Wings, and the TIE Fighters that you've watched for 50 fucking years? And then they're like, oh, yeah, no, you don't get any of that. Like, we're not doing that. that like, we're going to do this soy, other thing because it's more interesting. Space
3: I made when they spent, like, the penultimate episode hyping, like, no dude you do you understand this guy's gonna do this that's gonna set everything off and then it just cuts to some old british man never seen before like hey did you not hear the news check this out and then they go into a meeting room and they're all drinking because all of the rebels walked into a trap and got murdered off screen you never saw a second of it i could cry i was so happy It's, it's beautiful it really is treating me like an adult for the first time in my fucking life Oh my God! I never Look, I'll get around to
0: watching this. I, uh, you know, you really should. Years. Like, I mean, here's the thing. I'll, I'll tell you the best thing that I've heard about it is the stuff that you guys are saying. You know, is you know, raids and stuff like that. No fanboy shit. It's stuff that I don't care about from those other movies. That that's exactly what I like to hear. Moreover, I trust you guys. I trust a lot of the people who have told me that this is good. The worst thing I've heard about it is from people I do not trust about it. I've heard a lot of fanboys tell me, "Oh yeah, it's really really good." And every single time they start talking to me my eyes glaze over.
2: So They're bandwagoners. Yeah, it's tough. They're they're pl- they're the playoff posters of Star Wars, dude. Basically, that's yeah, what it is.
0: So, hoping that that is not too bad. I,
2: I mean, look, I like there's a little robot with a stutter. Like, oh you know, God, they, they they have their they have their little moments for those people, but they're very small and self-contained. When the stuttered I would, robot got sad, I, I would die for that robot devastated
1: <laughs> maybe
3: it's just because you know i've been dealing with a a lot these last couple weeks but i've been an emotional roller coaster and there are a couple scenes in this uh especially the end of the prison breakout i was like oh
2: i wasn't ready to deal with these emotions right now yeah I'd, yeah i didn't appreciate it, that like I, I i can say this because i know that chris is gonna forget about it but uh like when they get to the top of the fucking prison and they're, yeah, everybody's jumping off and Andy Serkis looks at him and goes, I can't swim. It's like, oh, well, I guess we're leaving this character behind. Okay. Like, because the plot must continue to churn. That's the whole fucking point of the show. It's like, it's such a, it's such an interesting deconstruction of Star Wars because like, the whole fucking thing is about like, well, we know exactly what the Empire is going to do in all of these situations. So everything we're doing is like, you know, we're resisting but in a way that's not going to have like a tangential impact on what the outcome is going to be and for all of the little scenes they throw in here where these characters are just like yeah this is it this is my big moment and then it's just a bunch of empire dudes in a boardroom that are like we're very mad about this we're just going to execute more people it's like you yeah. yeah, cool. know you get it you get you get what we're doing
3: here <laughs> they spend the first half of the season building up to this big heist They pull it off and the Empire's answer is, cool, so we're just uh, extending everyone's sentences or we're going to have people on every fucking planet. It's like, yeah, that's just what happens. Like, oh, you got one over on us, cool. Oh, what's that? You were loitering and, like, bumped into this guy? Hope you enjoy five years in space prison. Go fuck yourself. And, like, the thing that works so well that, like, the Mandalorian and shit like that cannot pull off anymore is that everyone's expendable. It made me think a lot about season one of Mandalorian where they kept introducing characters and then like they would just die. And then season two was like, Hey you guys seen Clone Wars? And I was like, No. And they're like, Well, that person's here now. They're gonna save the day and have their own show. <laughs> like and the fact that this seems like podunk little like backwoods planets. it's like, yeah, not everyone would just be walking around with a the blaster. They're just farmers hanging out. So yeah, the fucking space nazis show up, start kicking people around and They're throwing wrenches at them, and then they get executed, and you're like, hey, hope you like that character, because he just got hung in the fucking street. Suck a dick.
2: What a good-ass show. I'm so happy you made me watch it. Uh, I would not have put my credibility on the line to recommend a Star Wars property if it wasn't worth watching. Now, season two (laughs) could still hurt me, but you know what?
3: I'm ready to be hurt. I'm ready to be hurt. That's fine.
2: It really is nice, though, you know this is you know a ostensibly a prequel to Rogue One that is by the director and screenwriter of Rogue One Well, and there are what we director in, in quotation se- marks? <laughs> yeah, in this entire season we see the title character and one other character who's in Rogue One for five minutes
3: good for Forrest Whitaker not- for getting that check
2: okay two because the guy he breaks out of prison with is in Rogue One very briefly I think oh dude I don't remember that that is actually a note that I wrote down
3: it's like it doesn't even suffer from the thing prequels suffer from because you're like I don't remember anyone from Rogue One I know this one guy is going to live through it that's it it, everyone else is fair game
2: in another way it makes it so much interesting because you're watching all of these subplots of characters that aren't in Rogue One by the guy that made Rogue One so like he clearly knew what he was going to do and these characters are omitted for a reason so it's like how is their arc going to wrap up it's like, well, I remember I
3: remember Donnie Inn was there, uh this dude sure wasn't. I hope yeah. this poor woman doesn't have her brain turned to mush by a fucking what is it? A VR headset that just plays like an alien screaming <laughs> until it drives you insane? So yeah, Jesus it, it Christ. is Christ. It
2: is a... so this is their they have, you know, their like torturer come in for one of the characters, and the whole thing is like Hey, so we invaded this moon of this planet that had this sentient species on it, and they resisted. So we exterminated them, and also we recorded us exterminating them, and also this is a room full of their alien children that were being burned to death. You're going to listen to this until you give us what you want. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, this is not something I expect from something that I'm watching on Disney+. It is
3: so good. But also, like, it's TV 14. It's not like, hey... This isn't your fucking grandpa Star Wars, okay? It's just like, hey, this is probably what it looks like when a uh, fascist government takes over a country.
2: I don't think this should be TV-14. I don't think that teenagers should be watching this. <laughs> honestly, like this is intense. I, like and it's intense in a psychological way that's, you know, it's not like full of gore or anything like that. When somebody gets hit with a blaster, there's no blood because why would there be? But like but our fuck, hero uh,
3: murders a lot of people in Cold Blood. But also, I you're like, so yeah, fuck people. them. Do yeah. it. That prison riot? Bro, I've never been more excited to watch. I was I was so hyped for that prison riot. Oh, dude, the, just the anticipation leading up to it. It's all just so perfectly executed. And when you're watching this, and you're like, y'all couldn't figure out how to do a fucking Obi-Wan TV series with Ewan McGregor. But you took, like, the most forgettable movie with a character who legitimately... You asked me who Cassian Andor is six months ago. No, clue. is that a fake name? I don't. I don't understand. And I, I, am. I
2: would, I would go a step further than that. I would say that I knew it was a Rogue One character, but did not know if it was a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah, is that the guy and, in the uh, white cape? Is that the other?
3: Yeah. I'm the one with the force guy. Is that? I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, like, like he was like probably the second lead of that movie, but. Ask me a single thing he did except make it to the very end and then die on that beach. I got nothing for you, and I saw uh-huh. that two or three times, I think. But I'm ready. I'm ready to become a Rogue One truther. Maybe we we're wrong I'm, all along. I'm,
2: uh, after I watch the second season, that's going to be the first thing I watch, and we'll see. I, I'm very curious to see how it holds up with you know context. Not that that should make it the case, because obviously they didn't know this series was going to get made when they made that movie but uh, it might make it watchable. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you uh, so, yeah, this. For doesn't, the younglings. It
0: doesn't bode well to like to make a movie and say, no, 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 you don't understand. It doesn't get good until you watch this entire other TV show that came out years after.
2: You're correct. And, and there's a me in a different dimension that's listening to this and making fun of me for saying that about literally any intellectual property. Because, you know, that's like my whole thing. Like, don't make me waste my time in order to understand this other thing. But in this case, it's... Kind of the opposite. It's like the other thing is so good that it makes me want to rewatch this thing I already don't like. I just. Like, w- I, I can't remember the last time I felt that.
3: I would love to know. Disney's always so secretive with like all these shit. I would love to know how this got pitched because I know he wrote Rogue One and it was originally directed by. I always forget if it's Gareth Evans or Edwards. I forget which one's the Godzilla guy and which one's the Raid guy. And then it got taken from him and reshot the shit. And I think Tony Gilroy did all the reshoots on it. So I'm wondering what happened afterwards. They're like
2: so did they
3: come to him like hey sorry we fucked this up or was he like hey i can fix this or i have ideas so
2: allegedly there's like a snyder cutter rogue one out there
3: oh there's gotta be um, but they never I, really, they don't even
2: like do deleted scenes anymore at disney it's so I annoying know. i know but i think the show might be good enough that we might get it I'm in like, like 2025 like we like, were I, it wouldn't be the insane Discord, how marvel always submits all their shit for every oscar and you're like yeah jack
3: off motion if they don't
2: push us for an Emmy they're out of their fucking minds
3: like it's better I, I than mean, most they of this are. dog shit like, like, like
2: for all for everything we can tell right now like they are like every single like you know limited series TV award thing is like they're they're trying to get in the ring for it so and are, honestly they should win some of them and it also would be really funny for the, the better cost all dorks to have <laughs> their guy lose to a fucking Star Wars ah, show that'd be like, a good bit I, I would be the pig and shit. Like, I have nothing against, you know, anybody involved with that production, but they're so annoying. Yeah, I fucking hate those guys. The, the f- fact that I'm this committed to the character arc of Mon Mothma, a
3: senator with, like, three lines in Return of the Jedi, and I'm locked in on this performance every time she's on screen.
2: Parker, I had somebody text me the other day and ask me if that was Space Hillary from uh, the other movie. And I was like, no, this is a different Space Hillary. Like, get it right. <laughs> this one has regular colored hair.
3: And, like, uh, my girlfriend, like, she saw Star Wars growing up. I don't think she saw any of the sequel stuff. She watched The Mandalorian with me because it was enough of a standalone. But I mean, if you ask her if she likes Star Wars, it's like, yeah, sure. I'll watch it with them. She was locked in for all 12 episodes. <laughs> Like, after that first three where things start kicking off, she was in. Like, I say we sat there on, I think it was Saturday, just six in a row. Just knocked the things out. And they're like a good 45, 50 minutes each. That was our day, was just binging the second half of the season.
2: I probably would have had the same reaction in this household, but I didn't want to have to wait three months to finish it. So I'm like, I'm going to watch this on my own in the middle of the night. and You can just deal with it. That's the right call. Yeah, I am... I cannot stop
3: gushing about it, because there's... It's one thing to really like something. It's one to have all of your instincts tell you, like, who the fuck is this for? And then just have it be one of the best things you've seen all year.
2: I. It's love staggering. Love like, I show. don't know what to do with that. Like, I hate everything, and I love this. It's like, damn, should I watch Obi-Wan? now? Nah, I'm good. No, no, nah, no. Nah, huh? nah, I'll just nah, watch Obi. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I, so my brain's never gone there. Don't
3: worry. <laughs> I'm ready for season two. I'm ready to... Watch Rogue One again and go. I, no, nah, I think
2: I was right the first time. <laughs> I'm so mad that I have to wait like another 14 months for more of this. It's it's unfair. It, like real sets, things
3: that like look real,
2: God, tangible. So... There there is literally one problem with the show, and only one problem, and it's there's not enough aliens.
3: Oh yeah, he needs some more
2: Plops in there. I agree. I mean, it, a space prison of only humans, kind of a bummer. Not gonna lie.
3: But it feels like a calculated move of like. I'm so tired of every property having like it's like our own Moss Eisley Cantina scene like no,
0: oh yeah I'm no f-
3: no thank you but in season two more aliens please. you know that's more the way you just sold it freaks. to me
0: That's how you just sold it to me is they don't have that shit
3: there's not a bunch of
0: gross little freaks running around
2: but there the wait no that well, means the gross little freaks though yeah, but that
0: means there's no werewolf
1: well
2: uh, uh, yet.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean season two's coming
2: give it time they 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 could manage to fuck up landing this plane but absolutely but you know what they can't take season one from me that's true it's one of the best seasons of any tv show i've ever seen truthfully and again i hate everything so that's saying something
3: especially star wars a franchise that has done you no favors for your entire life
2: correct like the the one favor that this franchise did for me is that i somehow grew up in a household with two parents that never watched star wars so when we rented it from blockbuster it was the first time for everyone and i didn't have to deal with any of that fucking baggage that's beautiful it really is you know
3: i i remember revisiting it in my 20s and realizing like i don't know how many times i actually like sat and watched these movies like i had them I feel like I just fast forwarded around a lot, and then me and my friends that have lightsaber fights. Like, I don't think I sa- I didn't read any of the books. I didn't give a shit about any of that. It's like I think I just like toys and just fast forwarded the cool scenes. I don't care about any of this lore. Yeah, but this you weren't is- alone.
2: This this existed in the same headspace for me that Dragon Ball Z did. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, this is a cool like, oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go play this on the playground. Uh, I I have no other attachment beyond that. I think this I bought a- like a Boba Fett toy once because he looked cool. This is a cool thing
3: that I enjoy. Hey, you know what? The Japanese... The what? Shut up, nerd. No one cares.
2: Doesn't matter. uh, Yeah,
3: beautiful surprise. Um, Could talk about this forever, but it was mostly just me going. Do you remember that cool scene when this happened? Which, uh, you know, story for another day. Yep. Please God, stick the landing. Let me see here. I don't have much to say about it, but uh, as Chris was just like... Texting me as he was going through the home stretch of a thousand horror movies, I was like, I'm gonna watch something fun. So I just watched Kung Fu Hustle. That's a strong recommend. <laughs> Y'all should do that again if it's been a while. Fucking rub my
0: nose in it. <laughs> that movie fucking rules still.
3: <laughs> I haven't seen that shit. Is, uh, watched a 700 megabyte AVI back in the old days. Hell Turns yeah. out, still really good. To the surprise of nobody. Let's see here. Ooh. So, uh, a film appeared on Shudder that, of course, piqued my interest. Because when I go to new releases and I see a movie called Christmas Bloody Christmas, I heard that's an us. immediate, like, let me go check this out, let me see what's going on here. New release, good, okay, not a piece of shit from the 1970s. And then when I read that, it's about a, an animatronic Santa Claus at a toy store coming to life and murdering people. It's an immediate, like, hey, babe, you want to sit down with me? <laughs> and then when I see it's from the guy that directed VFW, it's an immediate, hey, okay. we're not, Dude, hey, we're okay. not going Wait out a tonight. Second.
0: I have been looking for, I, I forgot what VFW was called, because I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I really yeah, want to watch oh, it. That's I right. I keep forgetting what was, I kept looking for a bunch of guys that like Oh, you're going to fucking love that movie. Dude, yeah. I have been looking for this for like so fucking, long. I am yeah, added God. to the watch list. God.
2: I forgot how much I love that movie yeah. until you brought it up. So I'm yeah. probably that movie could, fucking yes. going to rewatch it this
3: week. Maybe yeah. it's an episode. Maybe it's episode? not really an episode because there's not a lot to talk about, but it, it'd just be fun to talk for 30 minutes about brutal murder. Because <laughs> it'd be a quick question for that episode. But here's the mm. here's the one issue with Christmas. Save that for Christmas, Christmas week, yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's an issue, and it's a significant one. Um, the two protagonists are the most annoying fucking people I've ever watched on screen. Like, I wish I wrote down who tweeted this, but I don't do that because I'm not a weirdo. Uh, But they compared uh, their dialogue with uh, Fiona Apple uh, saying that she stopped doing coke because she did it with uh, PTA and Quentin Tarantino. That's what I imagine it felt like. The most (laughs) obnoxious conversations for legitimately like 40 minutes. Unbearable to listen to. If like if I didn't know who directed it, I probably would have been like, "Hey, do you want to bail?" Like we're only like twenty minutes in, but we toughed it out. And then once the murders start,
2: that Santa kills the fucking shit out of these people. <laughs> all right, all right, this is in my future this weekend. Like, okay. legitimately, right. you can fast forward until the
3: main guy and girl you're watching go to her house and just start there, because it's the most annoying fucking. Hey, we're, like, friends who have, like, some sexual chemistry, but maybe not. Hey, let me quiz you on this thing. What's your favorite of this? Oh, you Uh, fucking poser. And it makes you want to die. uh, And it's like, I get it. You want them to be annoying because a giant Terminator Santa is going to kill them. But 40 minutes is... That's... As someone who just watched an 18-hour Pearl Harbor movie, (laughs) that's a lot to ask. So I recommend you just skipping ahead until, uh until they get to that house because that's once it starts it's pretty unrelenting that santa kills the shit out of some people (laughs) so uh not as good as vfw but also vfw is like this beautiful gem that i love sharing with people so it's hard to compare Uh, i think that's about all i've got
2: oh that means it's pee time Absolutely.
3: Oh, I watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and almost cried at the end because it was like 4 in the morning and I was drunk. Ah, bitch. I didn't, I didn't care for that. <laughs> didn't care for that surprise ending. Thanks for making me watch Pinocchio watch all of his friends grow old and
2: die. Appreciate it, you fat fuck. Did not uh, like you it. Know, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. He is a fat little fucking asshole. Hurt my feelings very deeply. Are you going to continue from now on calling him Guillermo del Paco after, Absolutely. That, after watching, uh, uh, watching his cabinet of curiosities where he huffs and puffs and introduces an episode. Dude, it is insane how out of breath he is just like walking up to a <laughs> counter to introduce
3: the 40 minute short.
0: Exactly
2: they say you're like Jesus is he okay we're not very far into that because we got to the one with the rats and I just kept saying we live in sewers love in sewers <laughs> and our hearts are torn he and she didn't shit. grow up here so she probably didn't watch Hey Arnold but you know they're mostly solid like I don't
3: think there were any outright bad ones some were just kind of you know mad but it's an anthology series
2: you know he get what you yeah, do they're yeah right and I mean, yeah. and there's what like seven eight of them like, yeah. it's reasonable yeah. yeah I'll get through that by the end of this year Absolutely. So I watched Nightmare
3: Before Christmas a lot. So I just watched James and the Giant Peach for the first time in like 20 fucking years.
0: Oh, yeah. that The movie up. sucks dick. Oh, that's that. what I yeah. thought. I, I fucking could have called that one. Every
3: single song is dog shit. God, I
2: forgot there were songs. Yeah. You know what?
3: I forgot that the movie opens with 20 fucking minutes of live action. Oh, Get yeah. Get out of my face, dude. What part you don't stinks. like? stinks.
0: You don't like Pete Postlethwaite? No, <laughs> I don't like those ghoulish-looking ants either. Oh, I showed
3: up for a fucking thick, spicy-ass erotic spider, and I get these ghouls staring at me. You like
0: fucking it. people with a fucking I want to fuck the spider thing. You and the fucking Charlotte's Web. I don't people. want to fuck
3: her. I just wanted
0: to pervert me up in a web. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> did you like the Anna, the Angela Anaconda scene in there? The fucking the animation no. looked like that. looked like what well, the fucking of Terry Gilliam animations. I didn't like any of it. That's the worst fucking part of the movie. Is there <laughs> anything else? Yeah, I,
3: I listened to uh, Blank Check is doing all of Henry Selick stuff. It's like, oh, cool. I haven't seen these in forever. And I saw next week is Monkey Bone. I'm like, I'm
2: not gonna watch that. Oh Jesus man, Christ. taking, taking our on? taking our segments from you us. You don't like our boy Brandon? He's back. <laughs> Actually, I might be watching that just to know
0: like which of right,
3: you two is getting it. No, I, I've heard
0: of Monkey Bone. I saw a couple segments from it, and uh, the segments that I saw, let me tell you this, they don't look very good.
1: Yeah, well,
3: I uh, looked it up and I saw Chris Kattan was really highly billed and was like, "Uh oh, Yeah. Man. <laughs> I uh,
2: I think you might not have to assign that to me. I think I might just organically come on in my household. So hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, if you're mad at her one day. <laughs> Well, so, did you guys know there's a Brendan Fraser movie that's basically Fallout, but a comedy? Sorry, what? I, I think, think I heard, heard about he it. it exists, and I'll be watching I think it. I, I think I heard about it. I have no fucking clue that this existed, but...
0: Yeah. He spends a lot of his time underground in those movies. You know, he's got that, he's got Journey to the Center of the Earth, he's got the mummies and the tombs. Uh, I guess Encino Man. <laughs> oh, wow. You're not wrong. And in The Whale, he swims beneath the Earth's crust. Okay.
2: Well. <laughs> well, he sinks below the Earth's crust, I think, but well, it's, he, Man, that is a movie I won't be watching I know sure you, probably of course good, you're not but, gonna uh, watch it. I don't know. I well, I mean, they shit. just did a horrible sales job on it. Like, what's this about? It's about a fag oh I mean, okay.
0: yeah, I know the trailer led with A24 on there, and he just got up and left.
2: Does he play in the NHL? Like, if not, like, I don't give a <laughs> shit like, Hey man, sorry you're uh, you know, reaping what you sown No, well, the, the what, trailer What am I supposed to say? The trailer
0: looks good to me Uh, and I like Brendan Fraser, and I used to like uh, the director.
3: <laughs> I say, you know who I don't like, Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> yeah, I used to like him. <laughs>
0: that was the thing is, like when I was going Man, through, when I was going through like the good movies from the list, I was like, Black Swan's on there. I'll,
2: oh, that's right, yeah, that was it. Yeah, All right, I, so yeah, that's the one good one. Got it. So
0: I liked, I liked that one. I liked, um, I liked the Wrestler. I think the Wrestler's good, and. Uh, I kind of liked uh, Requiem for a Dream. But by that point, uh, I didn't really need Requiem for a Dream. Like, a lot of people, I think they needed Requiem for a Dream so they could learn that movies can be about things. <laughs> and uh, by that point, I kind of <laughs> knew how allegories worked. I was like, oh. Okay. Hey, Parker, don't
3: do heroin. Okay. Yeah, I
0: wasn't...
2: Yeah, cool. it, got it. Yeah, save you. myself
3: two hours. Still, never seen it all the way through. Yeah. Uh,
2: you're, you're good. Yeah, it's, it sucks. That just reminds me. I actually, me. like, so. I really dislike that movie. What, so. Requiem? Yeah. I've... Yeah,
0: I can't blame you okay, <laughs> I can't blame
3: take, you actually? I love a spicy um, movie
2: take So it's been a while I just think that movie's really ham-fisted and I think that uh I'm not gonna say that that movie does a disservice to addicts because that is a moronic take to have but I do think that the way it's framed like I feel like you're supposed to view these people as not people and it's like a little bit annoying to me because I think that Aronofsky does this in a lot of his movies, where his characters are just kind of like they're supposed to represent so much more, so they just have no human characteristics. And uh, I just I don't know. I think it doesn't work. I think
0: um, I, I don't know that I came away with that impression, but I, w- I
2: it's been a long time, and I'm not planning on revisiting. Yeah, I mean, so what I what I got I might it, be wrong. Yeah, what, just for the record. Yeah, what I mean, but, what I got
0: away from it was that it was another one of his allegory movies, and uh, well, it was the first I had seen. It. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, man, allegory. This is good. This shows people, you know, movies, there are, and they can be about something. But I had no, seen like movies. Mother. I Yeah, well, that's the thing. I was i going to get to that. Is I had seen movies before that that were allegories, but they were also, they had other things in them. And then Mother comes along, and Mother is just oops all allegory. And honestly, that's kind of the same with Wrecking for a Dream. That being said, yeah. I, I don't know. There are a couple things I liked about it, but it does get to be a bit much and I think, oh yeah, I think I only just like Lux Aeterna. I think I just like that song. Maybe that's it. But like also, like Parker said, Parker really put it best. Hey, don't do heroin. He'll like, say, yeah, I wasn't going to do that. It's like the Jackass thing. Hey, Chris, don't get your nuts caught in one of those like three-ring binder things, which apparently was a cut stunt they were going to try for uh, Jackass Forever. And Stevo said, no. Oh my.
3: God. That's the right call, yeah. coward. No, fuck him. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, fuck him. I'm not so, doing it. Fuck him. No,
0: actually, so his reason for it, and Johnny Knoxville agreed because Knoxville's the one who brought it up. He was like, "Hang on, let me see if I can do the voice." We got too much dick stuff in there already, and uh, Knoxville's like, I, "That good might point. be true." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I concede. Yeah,
3: Dark Shark, that, you that, do that's, it. That's a fair point. Dark <laughs>
2: Shark. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I don't care for the wrestler because I don't like looking at Mickey Rourke.
0: Uh, one could hardly, hardly very fair. that. fair. yeah. but I I do like. like yeah, it. I think I'll the wrestler is a very very well done movie.
2: I, I think that movie's probably great it's just unpleasant for me to look it's, at so I've never finished it's just
0: it. so strange to me that like you make like movies that are just nothing but allegory and then you have The Wrestler was, and those like come on you, you did it so well and also again Black Swan is really really good
2: <laughs> one for them one for me Yeah. well wait we haven't,
0: we haven't done the wait, didn't he do the Noah's Ark movie I keep thinking about them I still haven't seen that shit
3: I've never met a soul who saw that Noah movie. Yeah,
0: I. No one fucking. I I kind of. I kind of want to see it. No one's. The the only time I've ever seen Noah depicted on screen was when fucking Donald Duck did it. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, people know better than to, like, try something that's stupid.
2: (laughs) That's probably a boring fucking movie. Like, oh, he catches some animals and puts them on a boat. Like, jerk off motion. Who gives a fuck? Was he just going to be there there by himself? There
3: being some kind of large monsters in that trailer. And that almost made me watch it. Yeah. And then I thought it was two hours. I was look, like, I, I, all I want the, is,
0: the, like, the a shot of, of the unicorns <laughs> crying on a hill.
2: The idea of fucking Noah trying to capture the Loch Ness Monster in Sasquatch to put him on his boat is <laughs> something that I would watch a movie for. But nobody knows what cinema is, so. I
3: gotta watch the fuck out of that.
2: Alright, time for Pearl Harbor. Oh. Everyone stayed up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> This is just on my dick.
2: I have to remove my hat. Excuse me. <laughs> you guys fucking
0: were talking when I was. Let's start over.
2: Alright. Let's <laughs> go. Start it again. You talks.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know how to stop it. So. Pearl Harbor came out in two thousand one, and I oh, don't. No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the best year to be an American. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was thinking about, like, what if fucking Chris Burbitt was like, Ladies and gentlemen, Pearl Harbor, a great day in American history. There's like PAs here trying to like i him just
2: fine. <laughs> Let me be the first to say,
0: Death to America.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this movie is the prototype of the me reaping tweet. <laughs> I feel
3: like he'd do a better job being FTR than John Voigt did. <laughs> I, he must now. have been livid <laughs> right yeah FDR. <laughs> he,
0: he must have maybe he was you know how like when Trump does his movies he has to have like you know if if you want to film in the Trump Hotel Trump has to be in your movie in some way and then they just like cut it later do you think John Voight had like a clause in his contract like if you want me to be FDR you have to let me say it and they're just like yeah sure and then he, they were like cut that scene or yeah <laughs> Like, oh, you meant to say that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I thought you were going yeah. a different direction. All right. Well, uh, start at the very beginning of this three hour movie. And you know what? Let me just stop
3: you there. Because <laughs> I've known this movie's been about 20 years. Yeah. I've always known it's been three hours. Yeah. That's been like the joke forever. It's like this fucking three hour Michael Bay movie that's a shitty version of Titanic. But once you really sat down and you face that runtime. And every four hours, you move that <laughs> cursor to see where the timestamp at. And you're like, oh, that's impossible. <laughs> There's no way. This movie is the longest movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. like it's- Not to jump around a bunch, but legitimately, after the attack on Pearl Harbor was over and I saw there was like almost a whole movie left,
2: I wanted to start crying. What in the fuck? <laughs> it-, it says... Everything that he said about this movie—that the entirety of the attack on Pearl Harbor is an hour long, which it probably should be—and also just the second act of this movie. Right.
3: I Ugh. could not believe. No, we'll get. We'll get. There. Yeah. Okay. Get so it the movie. One the thing I do have to ask right. that I'm curious about, because I don't have this issue, but right. do either of y'all have the issue where you're like, "Hey, this is shot like so slick and cinematic that all these people died for real." Either of y'all care about that shit, because I don't.
0: Honestly, no, because that's been done in like a whole bunch of other movies. I guess the, the only time that has ever bothered me in a movie, this is a weird one. All right, this you can laugh if you want. You guys ever see Patch Adams, that fucking doctor movie with uh, <laughs> Robin? Williams? Uh, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. I okay. plead the fifth.
0: Do, do you do you know why that bothers me? Because uh, I don't. No, know. Okay, it's so funny. funny. Okay, it actually did because, like, in the movie, uh, Robin Williams is. Uh, He's a doctor, and there's like a, there's a female doctor there that he wants to hit on and wants to get with her. Anyway, she gets killed by a patient, and you're like, oh, fuck, that sounds awful. That is so sad. They look it up, and uh, she was a guy, and there was no romantic involvement at all. And they just changed this person into a completely different person just so they could add a, like a little bit of sexuality to that movie. I thought it was really insulting. To like it, to like make that character's death something that could add like a bit of titillation for someone. I thought that was disrespectful. But when people get killed in these you, belts and everything, like what the fuck? I don't know. Does it, did that probably you're burying the lead? Why did I you research patch?
3: Adam? No, I didn't. It's what how, he does. This makes I sense. I didn't research
0: like, it. I watched it and I was like, oh, that's that's weird. And I, I get it was not even like the IMDb trivia. I think it was on like Wikipedia or something like that and he, he just does it this just, it's
2: like how he consumes movies it's fine I was just, I was <laughs> I just curious just, about something the
3: idea of you just like watching Patch Adams and being like what's her story well yeah
0: that's, uh, that Parker. is that is Patch Adams is a real guy I, would, I wanted to know more about the real Patch Adams
2: see I never would have gotten that far I would have not I would have never at any point can, considered the fact that that was a real dude you also wouldn't have uh, you also wouldn't
0: have fucking finished the movie because it's boring
2: I, I've i seen it oh
0: god the movie sucks ass
2: uh, yeah it's not great yeah. uh Parker, during that pregnant pause when he was saying what movie he was mad about the depiction of a real person, is what were you thinking of? I, and plead, then I'll tell you I plead the fifth, but also Patriots Day. Eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I was thinking of Gary Oldman putting on two hundred pounds and fucking a kid to play Winston Churchill.
1: So
3: <laughs> did I see that? I think I did. My dear boy, it's called acting. <laughs> now what you do? Here? <laughs>
0: I don't remember. Anyway, uh, so (laughs) Pearl Harbor begins with Dusty Crop Hopper. Which is oh, exactly really. what I was hoping for.
2: You're the expert, buddy. When the this. title
3: card pops up, and it says, like, 1923. I wanted to shut my laptop. I was so pissed off. You can't be serious. This I whole time, the Parker time...
0: didn't know that Pearl Harbor started in 1923. I was like, look. It was a really a long attack. That. The planes yeah. took off. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it just took them a long time to get there. They, they,
0: they, they took the wrong turn at Albuquerque. They just weren't going Damn the right it. way. Oh, my God. You beat me
2: to it. <laughs> could you fucking imagine this movie with, like, these kids playing in their backyard? Cut to like a bunch of Japanese pilots in the air, like just going where, just, like, where, throughout this movie. <laughs> they have like fucking like binoculars in the. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: they have cardboard
2: <laughs> airplanes around them. and They're just running as fast as they can across the country. So. Oh my god! Do you think they'd have like racist binoculars that were like low lying rectangles instead of circles?
0: <laughs> See, yes. I mean, here's the thing about this movie: there's no deleted scenes for this movie. I wish there were because maybe the movie would have been like shorter. You know, if they deleted some. But like, what if like the a crosscut between like the two rednecks in Kentucky be like, "I'm gonna learn how to fly," and then they go over to like Japan or something, and there are these kids who are like also flying around and like planes and stuff be like one day i'm gonna fly one of these yoshiro oh
3: man that'd be such a good bit to have them on the other side also better movie a much better movie make it the make it from their perspective do you think michael bay knows like no this is a really bad decision like how far into production do you think he was like
0: Shit, he does. You know, he made so many. I think
2: Michael decisions. Bay loves huge checks. Yeah, I think that's Are exactly fair. it. I mean, the guy was also, the guy was directing
0: pornography for a while. You know.
2: Also, let's be clear: if slash when we do Armageddon as an episode, you will understand so much more of this movie. Yeah,
3: yeah I, yes. I I forgot Armageddon came first. And yeah, as this I was, was looking like, yeah. at IMDb, I was like, "Shit, should we flip it real quick?" No, or that's, we that's well. That's that
0: that? the thing is, yeah, it, Armageddon is kind of what got him this movie. You know.
3: I mean, rightfully so.
0: Yeah, uh, made a grillion dollars. and
3: So, ty-
2: very similar films. Yeah, so, I want to talk about the music in one this movie. Uh,
0: the music in this... No Aerosmith. Well, no, no Aerosmith, but... There's some songs that... <laughs> Sorry, not that one. Uh, the, the sensitive music that plays when the father is beating his son... Is uh, not dissimilar <laughs> from the sensitive, touching music that plays uh, when the when the when the alcoholic father starts recounting trench warfare, and uh, it's, this, it's the same sensitive, touching, emotional music that plays when you see the first swastika of the movie. So, <laughs> you gotta take my podunk son to Jakarta and teach him how to fight beat the Vietnamese. <laughs> you leave my friend alone. You German and the guy's like you don't understand. The mustard gas was rather. <laughs> that scene begins. With him, it becomes a different character. <laughs> he
3: beats the shit out of his son, and the other kid's like,
2: "Hey, be nice." He's like,
3: "I was in the trenches," and then it's like, "All right, well, on to the next scene." Like, <laughs> what? I just
2: see, I, I'm just still stuck on you know what we were talking about two minutes ago. Thinking about this cutting away to the Japanese version of those pilots <laughs> hearing about their dad at the Battle of Mukden. <laughs> 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 i watched the Russian fleet go no, down. No, no, no. damn it.
0: it. Like, no, one of, the, one of the Japanese guys is meeting his sons and his sons like, Hey, leave my friend alone, you German. The Japanese guy says, in full Japanese, I'm not German. I'm Japanese. Anyway, <laughs> 20 years later, uh, these two assholes decide that they will fly planes for the military.
3: Spent his entire life being abused by his shell-shocked father, who... Constantly sees ghosts in the rise. He's like, I'm gonna be a flyboy, just like my paw. Like, Sick cool message. Yeah. Well, our, our two my father fought in many console wars, he's <laughs> never been the same. Our,
0: our two leads here are uh, Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck as Rick Rafe. And uh, <laughs> I was—I was, I like that. I was going nice. to call them—I was going to call them the country's dumbest soldiers because they do like that stupid thing where they're flying right at each other and communicating on the radio saying they don't know which way to turn. They just got to get lucky at the end. And it turns out their stated reason is, uh, yeah, we thought that the the boys would like it and they would make them fight better. Uh, I thought they were going to be like, oh, these are the two dumbest idiots in uh, the military, but turns out no, they have one guy who stutters a lot. They got fucking Rain Man down on the ground.
2: The one guy, like a core plot point of this movie, is the one guy is too retarded to join the air force.
0: So. you know, if that guy had been in that plane, there, he, the guy would have been like, Oh, which way to turn, left or right? <laughs> <laughs> No, your other like Jesus Christ, (laughs)
2: guys. I'm dyslexic. I get things mixed up all the time, so I need to go up to hit the runway, right?
0: (sighs) Anyway, um, the fucking what was that Don the Dragon Wilson movie we watched with the fucking dyslexia? Oh my god, the the fucking right? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of now.
1: It was
3: really fucked up that the Japanese guys left a message like, ha, I would never kill a kid, and then Pearl Harbor got bombed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for no one, because no one listened to that episode. Well, <laughs> That's for us. Shame. Good episode. Anyway, so
0: uh, we have a shot of some locker room talk. Hey, fellas, you know, how's it going here? You know, Pickup artists in the 1940s actually used chemicals on their faces in order to get lead. So, we used to be a proper country with psychopaths. Uh, but a cross cuts between locker room talk and uh, girls on the train talk. And uh, one of the girls is played by Kate Beckinsale, who was in the Underworld movies. And I totally knew that and remembered it and didn't double doubt myself on that. And she's talking about the time that she saw Ben <laughs> Affleck's X. So obviously all the girls are listening I also listen thought that was M. Night. Now, I gotta tell you, this is the longest scene in the movie. And there's so many scenes that go on for way too long. But this whole fucking first act thing where, like the 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 me cute and like the whole shots in the ass scene that whole fucking thing that goes on for so fucking long and there's a lot that you could probably cut from here and
2: chris i have a question uh, what is it during the shots in the ass scene were you also thinking about how adam sandler would have played it
0: i was thinking of uh oh what was i thinking of i think i was thinking of like that scene from fuck what was the name of that movie Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's. Gone. I was saving Silverman. Remember we he gets the fake ass? No one watched that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. a fucking idiot.
3: Why Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't
0: seen it. All right. That's all I needed. <laughs>
2: I hope my team did well. I actually can't believe that Parker hasn't seen that movie.
0: I have, but I don't fucking
3: remember it. That was like 15 years ago.
2: Alright, I guess it's not a future. I haven't thought
3: of Saving Silverman in so long. I don't know why that stuck with me.
2: (laughs) Weird how I had to think about it for a bit. (laughs) Look, I understand where you're coming from because way more of this movie stuck with me than I assumed it had yeah. in the 15 years since I'd last seen yeah. it. I've,
0: I'd seen like bits and pieces of this uh, before. When I say this, I mean Pearl Harbor, not Saving Silverman. Anyway, uh, there's a scene in which Ben Affleck is forced to take an eye exam and uh, he's he, he can't see because he's fucking blind and he somehow was able to fly planes before this. So. Not
2: important for a pilot.
0: Yeah, so anyway, he says, I can see, I just can't read. And, uh, I believe it. Uh, there's someone else on this podcast who's a lot like that, so it's okay. Anyway, blind man gets I fly
2: good. (laughs) You're gonna have to be more specific. Uh,
0: well, not me, so I'm good. Uh, this fucking scene... This is the longest scene in the longest movie. Them going back and forth like this. Anyway, she gives him the wrong drugs, or she has the wrong chart or something, and so she gives him shots in his ass that make him drunk or something. I don't fucking know. Uh... I, I did like that. That one stuttering guy. After you know all the guys like match up with the girls. It's uh, seven brides for seven war criminals. Uh, the the stuttering guy uh, actually gets a girl by saying, "I just get nervous and st- st- stutter around girls." And she says, "Oh man, I want to fuck you so hard." And the book guy's like, "Why can't I get him like that?" <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I just threw my hat down and left. the theater. <laughs> Well, the key is, I know what it is, is you have to stutter, but you have to stutter. And his stutter sounds like the guy from the Police Academy movies. It, it <laughs> sounds... <laughs> could, you, could
2: you fucking imagine the mystery method for stutterers? I'm telling you, man, those are the original PUAs
3: ways. I'm just walking with a big velvet cowboy hat and sort of stuttering <laughs> with some old, tiny dame. How do
0: you do, do, ladies? tarnations A girl gives you, like, her hand, he likes you do the kiss thing, and you go, all over her (laughs)
2: knuckles. Imagining the guy from fucking Money Plane playing Russian Roulette, except when he yells,
0: I can't lose. Can't
2: pull the trigger, because he can't figure out where it is. Now, Parker. I
3: reach reach into my my pocket score to dab the drool off her (laughs) palm, kissing her hand.
0: (laughs) He <laughs> like put the put the fucking Kleenex back about. I'm going to. need that for a little later? <laughs> now, Parker, as you're watching the the gala ballroom scene, were you thinking? Were, 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 as you were watching it, were you thinking to yourself, "Oh man, they're all going to get bombed in there"? <laughs> and then you dance while you this. can, clowns. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so uh, Ben Affleck hooks up with Kate Beck. He doesn't hook up with her. I'm getting there. He goes on some very nice dates with her It says, You're so pretty, like 700 times. And she's just Y-O-U-R. like... Why you are. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that is all that she needs, okay? You tell a dame, uh, those broads with the gams, that they are pretty and... You're in, dude. That's that's all it takes. Anyway, she's just I wish like, somebody
2: would have told me. Anyway, so
0: she's like kinda of sidling up to him is like, so how do you wanna, you know, put a little capstone on this night, big boy? And he's like, uh ah, I dunno, I have to go to Europe and in a fly planes I probably get shot and killed and she's like Is there anything you wanna do? Or anyone? <laughs> Deleted scene you or do? He fucks her in the ass because he's just dyslexic. <laughs> do something and he's like well yeah and he walk, he takes her into a hotel and I'm just like oh do I have to pay attention to this movie then he immediately walks out and says nah that wouldn't be right I wouldn't want you to regret it. and be like dude you don't out yourself as being that bad at sex okay you don't. <laughs> so this guy didn't take the, the 1940s PUA method uh, then he decides no no I, I'm not going to have sex with you there's nothing girls hate more than having sex with guys that they like so, he goes He goes over to Europe, and um, that's when I kind of realized, I was like, "Wait, are you saying, even in Pearl Harbor? <laughs>
2: I thought the movie was <laughs> Pearl Harbor, Europe? Excuse <laughs> me? I was like,
0: wait, I thought that this was going to be like a Pearl Harbor movie. I don't care about their boats. <laughs> and so, he's just fucking, he's flying planes over there. He gets the leftover plane that's like covered in blood, and they're like, what, you get the Widowmaker? And he's like, oh. Glad I left Kate this... Beckinsale, who wanted to sleep with me, for all this. How does the Widowmaker make it back to the airfield? That's... Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Maybe it was like, that's not their blood. It's like, oh, yeah, they ran over the a came. bunch of seagulls.
3: It's
0: like when those liberals <laughs> maybe watch Paris, Texas. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> you were waiting for that one, weren't you? Yes, a little pride and joy. The most Patient boring length. fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. I was rocking back and forth like a toddler.
2: See, <laughs> I already forgot the last two things yeah. I was
3: going to say. I had to spit it out. I, I'm
2: sorry. Rocking man. left and right like a dyslexic toddler. There you go. See, so he's sending letters
0: back to her, saying uh, it kind of sounds like the letters that they they read in fucking Ken Burns' The Civil War. Like, my dearest Clarabelle, my love for you is like two fireflies in a mason jar. And uh, her letters back to him are just like, "I am going to fuck your friend if you don't come back." <laughs> All
3: right, uh, Alex. Detour for you. Imagine that voice doing the Tiger Woods text. <laughs> Think
2: about my thoughts. Let me fuck you in that ass <laughs> that I own. <laughs> and I then he, that then he ends up func- fucking deathbed. Then he
0: fucking ends up uh, fucking himself in his own ass because he's dyslexic. So (laughs) perhaps the best of his buddy Yeah Well we missed a couple of uh, Big actors Oh my god Do
2: you think Do you think that Evan was mad About getting called a tourist In Cuba Or Puerto Rico Or fucking wherever he was Because he's dyslexic Forgot he wasn't at home
0: (laughs) Did you mix up uh, Cuba and Puerto Rico
2: Because you're dyslexic (laughs)
0: <laughs> or because no, you're racist. Because racist. Yeah, all right. <laughs> got <'em. Yeah.
2: laughs> All right. I don't think those are different races, dude.
0: No, we're saying that... Down here, buddy. We're saying that being autistic and being racist is the same thing. So... For the- oh, hey. Oh, hey, hey, President like on deck. Shut up. President now. on deck. Which of my ribbons do I have to wear? So, John Voight plays FDR. And, he's got the leg braces and everything. And, uh... He's, he he, kind of looks like he does in fucking Anaconda, you know. Why'd you turn it off? I just, you know, wanted to. It's kind of bothering me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we also have another uh, guy in this movie. We have uh, was a Mako, Mako, the kind of the guy who sounds like he has emphysema, not Chris Field. Uh, he plays uh, the Japanese bad guy, and uh, he speaks Japanese the whole movie. I didn't know what he was saying. And I couldn't read the subtitles, because I'm dyslexic. So, why is that fucking I was that a fucking shocked <laughs> that there was Japanese in here. <laughs> I'm gonna
3: be
2: honest, I was like, wow. You really drew the helmet, Mr. Bay. <laughs> but actually, though, like, I think that you can't tell this story without doing that. I mean, you, you can tell this story without a lot of the things in this movie. But this isn't one of them. Yeah, like, well, I mean, it is fair. I had forgotten this was part of it, and like, this kind of matters, if you want to tell the story. Even 20 years ago, I feel like people, you know... I don't think this was, like, some huge move
0: From It him. did... I, I don't know how about this. I mean, because, uh, Alex, you, you're into military history and boring shit like that. When, the, during Correct. the scene in which, fucking, uh... He's explaining to the other generals, or maybe this is to here, here I don't fucking know. Where he's explaining, like, how the torpedoes worked. Look, he may have explained how the torpedoes worked to a guy... But also I, it kind of felt like it was a little too documentary-ish for the audience to be like and this is exactly how they work this is I think it's for like the the in and the eyes be like yeah so I remember them Well it's let, like me, a Marvel let me offer yeah, you, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Let me <laughs> offer you
2: some context then. Do you know why they had to do that? I don't know
0: that they had to, but why did they do that?
2: Uh, because Yamamoto was like extremely against the attack on Pearl Harbor. Like his whole fucking thing is like, we're gonna awaken this right, yeah, at the This end is of the a movie, terrible yeah. idea. We shouldn't fucking yeah. do this. So if you're gonna put him in the movie, is like he's the architect of the attack, which is correct. Mm-hmm, like he's yeah. the one that came up with everything because it was a really fucking smart plan. But he's like, this isn't gonna work in the long run. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, but you can't. You know. Actually, maybe you could have done that. Maybe that's a more interesting movie if there's, like, a Japanese reluctance in your Pearl Harbor movie. I feel like... I feel... I, I don't I know. I think maybe they should I have... I think this movie has room for no. it, but, like, in general, <laughs> nah. I think it would make a more interesting nah. movie. <laughs> a movie. that
3: tax on a third act just so America can leave with a dub it does yeah. not, in fact, have room really right, for a, a
0: movie where they have the Japanese attacking hospitals, so and maybe they don't really care about the Japanese. Are you, you guys Japanese proud of me movie? for
3: not seeing Mako Tsunami yet? Because I'm proud of me. I You <laughs> yeah. know, I, I was proud of you anyway,
0: so... Let's let's get on let's get back to the Americans here. Okay. This
2: Did we ever see Mako Tsunami we, and Bandit Keith? We just hear
0: a fucking dog in Parker's back. Parker, do your dog just Yeah, walk? she
3: got real flustered out there on order dealers. I'm not getting up. We heard, she I'm heard, heard
0: us defending the Japanese and she was just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: Even dogs have internalized taxes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to America. Nature nurture so yes.
0: so we got a we got a boxing match here between uh fucking Cuba Gooding Jr. and Racus the American version. Oh
2: yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. is here. Yeah, playing world. a real life you guy. You will guy, say actually.
0: that eight different times in this movie. Yeah, like, oh yeah, Cuba, oh, Gooding
2: is like Cuba Gooding and Jr. And <laughs> also Cuba Gooding yeah. Jr. He's, he's simultaneously the most interesting point part of the movie and also the most easily cuttable part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, but you can't which, you well,
0: know. you say easily cuttable, but he is black. <laughs> it would be weird if you cut him there because, like, oh, we have to have this. Who was the first black person to receive the fucking thing? Anyway, yeah, he's the Tignataro of this movie. <laughs> it's just like, and also, Junior. Oh, Cuba oh. Jr. oh. <laughs> careful! <laughs> right? Yeah. Be careful now. No, I was see. It's. I
2: guess uh, a good thing you're not dyslexic. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> now,
0: here's an important part. Here, I actually had to turn on subtitles for the boxing scene. Because uh, the big old guy says you pre- you hit pretty hard for a cook, and I was just like, wait, uh, uh. And, and and then Josh Hartnett says, uh, <laughs> that's fair. And then Josh,
1: yeah.
0: then Josh Hartnett says, yeah, I'll put three dollars on the cook. And I was, just, uh, uh, I, I actually rewound and put on the sub I was like, mm, well, okay, cook, all right.
2: Uh, I'm glad that you have those brain worms and not the brain worms that make you just assume everyone's saying cuck.
0: I, yeah, well, there's... A, it could be worse, I suppose,
2: I'll yeah. put $3 on the cuck is a great well, line. The thing is, the like,
0: thing. I didn't actually need that sub If I had just sat and waited, when he goes back to his corner with the other black guys, who said, come on, all of us cooks are pulling <laughs> for you. <laughs> wow, they're taking it back. Like <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That's for you. Yeah, well, uh, he ends up winning the boxing match against a oh. big old fat guy.
2: Three hours We all know why that happened They weren't playing hockey And Meanwhile,
0: while all this is going on Ben Affleck is getting shot at And uh, apparently he dies He goes into his limo And it gets blown up And uh, (laughs) I thought it was real And so did everyone else So Kate Beckinsale's like (laughs) Thank you Yeah, Kate Beckinsale Is just looking at this like Guys, I'm feeling the the call here I, I need to have a baby now so, Josh Hartnett just slam dunks her one. And, uh, totally fine. Now, Hero of the Week. So,
2: man, you guys remember when Josh Hartnett was hot? Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: This movie. He was like the biggest thing in yeah. the world. Oh, right. yeah. This, The Faculty, uh, other movies he was in.
3: The way I realized in real time, like, oh,
0: fuck, this <laughs> was that era. Oh my god, is he about to be the lead of this movie out of nowhere? Yeah. See, I mean that's the thing about it, is like he looks really good in this. And in fact, I, I wouldn't so I wouldn't choose I wouldn't choose Ben Affleck over him in this movie. I mean, look at him. That being said, I've set something up for Ben Affleck's really tall. Yeah. How tall is uh Josh? I'm not gonna look that up. It was, don't spoil the hey, message. He's
2: probably not six four. No, he's not six four. I think he's six right, one.
0: Excuse me. Anyway, uh, so I set up for us to choose here a fuck Mary kill. All right, fuck Mary kill. Josh Hartnett, Ben Affleck, or Captain Dan Aykroyd.
2: Dude, I'm killing Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) Like, come on. I legitimately have a good washing. I wrote
3: down there's no one because <laughs> he's not like he's kind of like in silhouette taking like these coded calls and then he just walks into a room the next scene and you're like you gotta be fucking kidding me I, I knew right off <laughs> the bat this man's before. gonna tell
0: me come on so I, I did look this up because they're talking through media research well, I looked it up and it turns out that the Dan it's not Aykroyd. an insult. Thing, the Dan Aykroyd. I'm on your side. I was doing an impression of you. My voice is gone. This is how I do it. Anyway. Oh, like, yeah, oh, so. like my goodness. Right, yeah. exactly. Hey, so Dan Aykroyd. Don't try and show up the impression master yeah, on this show. I know. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is an amalgamation of other people. I was like, there was no way they were going to let Dan Aykroyd play a real life person because that person would have come back from the dead and been like,
2: hey, hey, oh, oh. No. You could get Tom Sizemore actually, to do it. All right, you you, you want you want more dipshit history hour? Actually, they could have just done that because that that guy was like reviled by the navy until like ten years ago. The guy that figured out Pearl Harbor was just like fucking buried in like vials for like seventy five years, and then they're like, oh no, actually he's based. So So I was actually thinking about at the time. What about I was actually thinking
0: about putting Sergeant Sizemore in the fuck Mary Kill thing, but then I looked up uh, Tom Sizemore's uh, personal history. This is that you don't want to do a fuck or marry or kill of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you just you just don't want to marry. Oh, well, right? you just don't want to do anything. With you him. don't want to fuck or marry, and you can't kill. Yeah, right. Him, exactly. So he really ruins the game. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's weird. I actually thought this was one of the. No, a- so it's like actually, I actually, I actually think this is one of Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> better performances because he's only in the movie for like a few minutes.
2: <laughs> but he Yeah, man. I know. Uh,
0: but also, yeah, I had just seen it. It was the last thing I saw Dan Aykroyd in. I think it was uh, the Twilight Zone movie, and he was in the part that I hated. So. It's, He he was the worst part of that. I I thought he was alright in this. I thought it was okay. Uh, Anyway, uh, it turns out Ben Affleck did not actually die. Uh, They had to bring him back when the Chris Benoit news broke. So uh, he comes back and uh, Kate Beckinsale's there. And he's just like, hey, surprise, I'm actually okay. And she's just like, oh, this is that was actually kind of weird. He's like, usually people are happy when, you know... Come they back were from the dead. they
2: were dating for like a month yeah
0: he he seems like the type of guy who doesn't understand that that's not that long <laughs> and uh, he, so he she says you died and his response is i know but you I, I, I have to write that down cuz it's kind of <laughs> stupid well actually he spent more time in france than
3: inside of her and he's like
0: so you're taking me back
3: now right she's
1: like
3: no
0: this, this also leads to a big old punch-up between him and Josh Hartnett. He's just like, yeah, thanks for being a really loyal friend and fucking that girl that I knew for 15 minutes. You died. <laughs> yeah. Which right I at this point, I, the sh- fucking I, know, yeah. I hit pause, see that there's a
3: literal entire movie runtime left. And I feel the cold chill of death. <laughs> come from if mind. I
2: <laughs> if I crash in the castaway plane and I come back like years later, and one of you is married to my wife, I'm not going to be mad at you. That's not your fault. Yeah. Well, like, uh, but I'm if we're marrying dead. anyone, it's each other,
0: right? So yeah, exactly. That's how we get the partnership. That's how we start our media empire. We pump the profits in back. Three into, months. Yeah. If you're yeah, not the, man, the, uh, <laughs> the
2: the only thing holding us back is the tax brackets, right? Yeah,
0: now, we so. we have to pump the profits into the profit cycle. I know what you're thinking. Profits? You're soaking them. Alright, so this uh, Hi guys, I have some advice for. Okay, me. enough with the impressions That's not what I sound like So anyway uh, There is the attack on Pearl Harbor We have some guy who runs into Remember that scene with like all the guys In like, all the, the triple-decker bunk beds There are a lot of white t-shirts in this movie And I realize I don't own a single plain white t-shirt Anyway, so there's a bunch of guys like Sleeping in the triple-decker And the guy yells down We're being bummed, we're being bombed!" there's one guy who kind of like wakes up And he's like like that, and I just, I could read on that guy's face, like, should I even get up for this? <laughs> you know, it's a fucking... <laughs> you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die regardless. They, like,
2: they have planes? <laughs> like, I, what am I gonna do? Five minutes, you know? <laughs> I'm not fucking waiting. like... That actually would have been the move. Yeah. Like they start bombing, you just immediately go in the water. Yeah. You're gonna make it to shore by the time your ship goes down. You're exactly, flying. and
0: they're in the Navy, so they know how to swim. It's like one of the rules in order to get in there.
2: So the... Well, you know, as we've learned from this, you know, the nurses can just break the rules whenever they want, yeah, so... Uh, Who knows if those guys could swim uh, or not?
0: Exactly. The the nurses are actually swimming out there. The, the nurses are actually walking on water to go get these people. Uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor is the second act of this movie. It is an hour long. It's also probably the best part of the I have their... Not really good, probably, yeah, but yeah, it's, it looks fantastic.
2: Yeah. Especially for 2001. Yeah. Like... Uh, you watch this in isolation, you would probably guess, like, 2014, 2015. I yeah, think. it looks
0: good. I mean, a lot of these are real explosions. I think this... Didn't set, like, a Guinness World Record or something for, like, most explosions at the time or something? And there's only, like... I thought a, the
2: Guinness Record was that when they blew up the mansion in Bad Boys 2, but I could be wrong. It
0: could be that. Um, no, there's, like, a lot of real explosions there. only... Apparently only, like, four CGI shots, and you can't even, like, pick them out. Like, a, a lot of people worked really hard on this segment... And it looks good. It is shot well. Uh, Would have been better if I cared about these characters a bit more, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, this oh, is... Well, you
3: want it to be longer, do you? See, no,
0: See, here's the thing. Is, like I compare this a lot to one of the movies that kind of led up to this was Titanic, right? It's like, there's this real-life tragedy. What if we put a romance into it? Question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Uh, now... In that movie there's so much build up and in both movies you know what's going to happen because everyone knows about the Titanic, everyone knows about Pearl Harbor, but like there's a there's a storyline in the Titanic about these two characters and like oh you really want to see them end up together. In this you got a, a a romantic triangle here and Kate Beckinsale isn't really much of a character. I like her as an actress but her character in this is uh just kind of depended upon the guys. You can't really describe her without describing what she does for a living, what she looks like, or her relationship with those two guys. And that kind of sucks. Uh, But everything else in here, look, if I'm just looking at nice-looking explosions, I'm having a good time. The music's exciting. Uh, It it was a, a really good scene, and this is one of those things where it's like, you know what, people can make, for the longest time, people are like, the biggest punching bag in Hollywood was Michael Bay. Now, he didn't care, because he was making money. But people were like, oh, the Transformers was blah, 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 blah. The guy knows his way around a camera, you know? If properly motivated, right. he can make a really good scene. This is one of them. Like, this entire sequence, like, almost
3: justifies watching this movie. <laughs> Almost. It's... The fact that it's such a great scene and a great climax, and then you realize... There's an hour left afterwards. Yeah. is one of the most demoralizing feelings I've felt in a long time on the show.
0: And we watched both Ghost
3: Rider movies this month. Oh. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. See, like, the first hour of this movie is just pretty boring. It seems kind of paint-by-numbers. The second hour is really exciting, really well shot. This is the part that you should skip to. Then you get the last hour. Now, the last hour has its own sort of value. Let me explain the last hour to me feels like a fucking joke. Now I you know, we are a very hardcore right wing conservative, make America Great Again type of podcast. We've been that way Finally, for Evan. a long Finally. time. Finally.
2: However <laughs> Ian Miles Chong come up. I thought th- Alright no,
0: though, not gonna happen. But like I thought <laughs> we were pro America and then I saw the last hour of this movie. <laughs> Oh my goodness! This the last hour of this movie. Looked at fucking uh, what was it, Red Dawn or whatever? They fucking watched Red Dawn. and They're just like amateurs. Let me show you how it's really done. I my arm got tired from saluting so much. It is. It gets, let's start with fucking. Um, what was it? Uh, FDR. Is in his wheelchair and he was like, I want you to go over there and kill all the Japanese people because they suck ass. And the one of the generals is like, Sir, what you're asking cannot be done. And then he slowly stands
2: up, like. Man, if only uh, Ben Affleck had been able to muster that level of heroism on his flight exam test, then we wouldn't have had this whole plot. I was thinking,
0: Parker, Parker. I know that maybe this is a deep hole, maybe not as deep as uh, Saving Silverman. But remember that one? Uh, I think it was the uh, best of the worst with like those Christmas movies, and it's the one where Rich Evans like drops a movie on the ground and he bends over it and just like, hears that. <laughs> 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 You just hear his back cracking. Let me do this one for Alex. Remember in Ed, Ed, and Eddie when uh, Johnny would crack his back to annoy people?
3: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
3: yes, I do. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> President, this can't be done.
1: <laughs>
0: you just <hear. laughs> Like, three people run up and grab him. It's like, that kind of takes away from your point. <laughs> the only thing I, I could think of besides that was, uh, remember the trailer for uh, Piranha 3 D, Where Big Rabe says, no. He says, no. yeah, Big Rabe's... Wait, you guys don't... Oh, I thought, I'd at least park remember. No. No! I... You know what about it? You lost me. <laughs> How am I the only one who's seen that? Alright, I'll tell you this. Alright. You're I the a... horror fan on this park. I guess, How many yeah. lists is it on? It's not. It's actually not on the list. that's fucking me up. We can change that. Uh, you can't. We, we can do our own list. And you
2: can get credit for everything you no. watch. But uh. Anyway,
0: so uh, in the Piranha <laughs> 3DD trailer, Ving Rhames comes back for the sequel, but he's got no legs because I got eaten by piranhas. And uh, he he says, bring me my legs. And they give him like some fake legs. He stands up and shoots piranhas with a shotgun. I remember thinking to myself, well, I can't want to see that. And I didn't. Anyway. Uh, that was yeah. a long way to go for that, but I'm proud of you for committing to it. Well, you know, I'll keep it in.
2: How does one come across a trailer for Piranha 3DD?
0: (laughs) Well, well, Piranha 3D was a big hit. And then they were just like, oh, let's do another one. Was it? Yeah, it was. Piranha 3D was a big hit. And uh, then they were like, oh, let's do another. And Piranha 3DD, which even Parker didn't watch, so... (laughs) Must not have been very good. Anyway, um, there's so much pro-America, there's so much jingoism here... I haven't watched the Battle of Lake Changjin yet, but uh, I feel like I'm not going to be able to complain about all the pro-China shit in there after Buddy, watching this. We'll, we'll
2: talk. We'll talk in January. Oh, if, yeah. We're we're gonna have a, after watching this. Yeah. We're gonna have a much better time than Oh that.
0: Oh, I mean that was this movie almost made me feel bad. <laughs> it's just like, do I not love America enough?
2: <laughs> okay, so so let me allow uh, let me allow for the limpest of all possible pushbacks here on this because I actually. I hated all of this the first time I saw it and liked it much more now and Chris I'm speaking your language when I say this but like how many of like the the late 40s early 50s war movies have you watched
0: uh, a whole lot because I like that sort of stuff
2: I kind of figured you did so this part felt to me like those but like in a way that was supposed to be kind of modernized and again I don't know if that's what Michael Bay was going for here Oh, but that kind of made me okay with this third act. I mean, I wasn't okay with sitting here for three hours. But also, if you're asking me, on which side do I chop more? The first third or the last third? I'm chopping way more of the first third than the last oh, third here yeah. to get this down to, like, two hours. Yeah. Um. And I, I, I think that, like, like, this sucks. Obviously, this sucks. I'm not trying to say this doesn't suck. But... I think it's not completely without merit. I think it if if you're the kind of person that has seen a lot of those movies, you watch this and you're like, "Oh wow, they're doing that thing that I'm so used to that we don't do anymore," and that's at least interesting to me. Uh, yeah, you
0: know, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to sign on with that for a bit. I'll, I'll get to the second Parker. Uh, well, I'd actually uh,
3: not, not sorry, you're
0: right. Okay, my bad. All right, uh, <laughs> there was a scene in the first act actually when Ben Affleck is over to England to fight. In which one of the guys says to him, if there's any more men like you back in America, then heaven help whoever attacks America. And you'd think, oh, Cherikov motion, whatever. But I thought to myself, it's not just movies from the 1940s and 1950s. It was people from the 1940s and 50s. People were more willing right. to give over-the-top compliments like that back then. You could see... You probably saw that kind of line in, like, dozens of letters, you know. Heaven help whoever attacks these Americans. These boys go hard in the paint. Maybe not in those specific words. But, like, people did talk like that back then. One and, and, yeah, you know what? There was a lot more pro-America stuff back then. Men had haircuts you could set your watch to. So, uh, you know, there's more morale. You could watch uh, two guys fly planes and almost hit each other. And it made you cheer. So, you know what? That, I, I could see that. That being said... There's just so much of it, and the lines really are cringe-worthy, because one of the lines is something like,
2: oh, they saw yeah, that. it's
0: like, one of the right. ones is like, uh, we're gonna make America believe too, and I was like, okay, alright. Look, morale is important, okay? Believing in the war effort is obviously important, I'm not gonna deny that, but it's not gonna be like, I mean, there's just so much of it, and the lines really are quite embarrassing. Parker, I'm sorry, you had something.
3: No, I'm just glad he brought that up because a thing I've been waiting to bring up is it's this old Vanity Fair thing with like someone that's worked with Michael Bay for years and years and years and he worked with him on Pearl Harbor and like Michael Bay went into this like I'm going to do this like an old (coughs) 1940s war movie. I'm not going to do all my Michael Bay camera shit like I'm going to have long takes. I'm going to shoot this like an old movie. And he said, uh, by lunchtime, that was already out the window. Like, nope, this ain't fucking working. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. So, like, this movie was made with the intention of being very, like, in the style of one of those war movies. And then, Good. uh, did oh, not yeah. last.
2: Right. <laughs> well, uh... That makes it make a lot more sense.
3: Yeah. yeah. It doesn't just gel when it's like, nah, I'm actually gonna do my thing anyways. But then also have this super weird last hour that doesn't fit. Oh,
0: by the way, the movie actually comes full circle. So remember that sensitive uh, father beating his son music at the beginning of the movie? So towards the end here, uh, it's, you know, Josh Hartnett's dying and Ben Affleck says, no, you can't die. You're gonna be a dad. And Josh Hartnett says, no, you are. Because he's gonna send him home. He's gonna raise Josh Hartnett's baby because he My loves his boy, buddy. uncle,
2: daddy. During
0: this whole scene, <laughs> They're playing the same song from when Simba meets Ghost Mufasa. <laughs> they really are. Though. And then the movie, Rafe isn't just... then the movie Rafe ends. Stepped up to be father. <laughs> I want you to call me Rafe too.
2: This even smells like
0: Rafe. <laughs> With
3: my dying breath, please raise my cucks <laughs> I Did thought I? you were
2: going
0: to say please <laughs> rafe my wife serial <laughs> <Hey>. rapist
3: <laughs> my favorite whitest does kids you know bit <laughs> I'm
2: so sorry I didn't mean to ruin the show it's okay uh, yeah, yeah, it's impossible it's, yeah. our show has already ruined itself an hour ago <laughs> yes sir
0: yeah you know there's. it
3: is very funny to me that we
0: spend like you said the Pearl
3: Harbor attack is an hour long and then we tack on this whole ending to just end on a fat dub for all of the boys. And literally, if you just, like... If my dog started barking and I went, Hey, get back here, and I ran out of the room and grabbed her and came back, uh, the Doolittle raid would be over. Of course. That's- there is absolutely, like, no thought given to, like, Hey, what about all those people who didn't do anything and just happened to be? They're like, Nope, just quick fly-by, we out of there. Please raise my son, Rafe, I love you. <laughs> it is, uh you know I, I see why events transpired a couple
2: months later it's <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it sucks it, <laughs> it, it sucks because like all of the movie parts of this movie suck ass but also this is like kind of how it happened
0: yeah well that's the thing is oh, i know, was I'm... looking at this and i was like there's not a whole lot here like uh, I, I knew i didn't need to go to the goof section which is a thing i've never clicked before because it's just not interesting the goof. It's all just technical shit. It sucks. Like, uh, oh, actually, in this scene you're like, oh, It's just people quoting our (laughs) shit. It's always like, oh, fuck it. Where's the gallant section, first of all? It's always like, oh, yeah, it's like his hair actually didn't look like this. Like, I think, uh, if you go onto IMDb, like, they show you, like, a preview of all the sections. The one they had for goofs was like, there's a scene in which, uh, the fucking, the calendar goes from December 6th to December 7th, and actually, comma, in they were on Japan there was time. was a day in between. Yeah, they were Japan time, so they were like, "Oh, the the fucking thing went from seven to 8. Apparently, in the Japanese version of this, they actually went go from December seven to December eighth. It's like, oh, that's actually a nice. Oh, this stage. must
2: have gotten like a huge fucking rise in Japan. That would have been sick. Yeah, I would love to have seen this in Japanese theater. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> how they felt when R. they were <laughs> watching the fucking uh, hospitals being yeah.
0: attacked. <laughs> Well,
3: uh, they weren't so happy about that, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, there was some uh, you know, controversy. Hey, hey, we didn't do that. <laughs> like, okay, it could have been worse. We didn't say you did <laughs> it was sixty years ago. Yeah, calm down. Well, you uh, know, so it's bad. This is not a good yeah. movie, but Correct.
2: Uh, it has a lot of good components. Yeah, oh,
0: certainly it does. Uh, will I ever watch this again? No, but. I am happy that I yes, saw maybe. it because no,
2: I, I'm. When you're old, this is going to be. like... Oh yeah, they're going to put you this show this the, the grandkids this. Oh one. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, I could like con-
0: I could convince that like uh, my great grandson that I was actually there at Pearl Harbor
2: because yeah, he's yeah. I fought at Pearl Harbor because I was born in 1990. Yeah, but he's
0: <laughs> dyslexic, so he doesn't know how dates work. So <laughs>
2: that's true. He probably thought it was 1890. Right. Yeah. Uh, this movie stinks and is
3: bad, and I don't like it. But also, I'm glad I saw it because. Literally, like two thirds of my life, this movie has been a punchline. So I'm glad, like, okay, saw what it was about. Yeah. And again, like, it wasn't it wasn't good, but it wasn't that bad. Like, there was more going on in the middle of this movie than a lot of shitty movies I've seen for this show.
0: All right, uh, I guess we can get on to the game of games.
3: Now nah, we're good.